Welcome to Everything Pro Wrestling. Everything Pro Wrestling is a show by the fans, for the fans. And here's your host, Conrad Cushman. What's going on? It's CVV Chris Van Fleet, and right now you're listening to Conrad Cushman and Everything Pro Wrestling. Folks, welcome to Everything Pro Wrestling. Everything Pro Wrestling is a show by the fans for the fans. And I am your host, Conrad Cushman, and with me today to do a preview and predictions for New Japan Pro Wrestling Wrestle Kingdom 14, we have the legendary video game developer, the guy if you ever played wrestling video games, you probably owe some gratitude to, my man, Brian Williams. Brian, what is happening? Conrad, what is up, brother? Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, uh, Happy Hanukkah to everybody out there, whatever you celebrate. Uh, it's good to be back on the show, man. This is almost becoming like a uh, yearly tradition, us going through the, the Wrestle Kingdom card. Darn right, darn right. And uh, folks, if this is your first time checking out everything pro wrestling, do me a favor. You guys can help out by doing some very simple steps. Number one, hit the like button. If not for me, hit it for Brian. If not for Brian, hit it for New Japan and give it a nice uh, rainmaker. How about one of those for that bad boy? Also, you guys can comment down below. All the comments will be seen by me. At this current point in time, I can respond to all of them. So if you guys have some thoughts, tell me your favorite match, what you're looking forward to, uh, what do you want to see in the future maybe from New Japan Pro Wrestling. There's a lot of things to talk about, so leave me a comment down below, and I will get back to you. Also, in the description, we have some pretty cool free things for you guys. Go to powerslam.tv, and if you use the code EPWSHOW, you guys get one month on me, on the house. Watch all the best independent pro wrestling around the world. Check it out. Once again, use the promo code EPWSHOW. And you guys can also listen to this. This is for the podcast version. We're doing it on YouTube now, but you guys can carry the audio around with you. So if you have Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, take it on the go, take it to work, take it on the train. You guys can listen to us talk about Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, this is looking tremendous. We got some people in the live chat. I'm going to try to acknowledge you live chat. We got uh, Jesus DeLeon in the chat. Jesus, you need to watch your mouth, brother. I don't want to have to take that mod status away and ban you. Uh, we got BWW Wrestling Network in the house. He said hello. What's going on, brother? Derek Shelton in the house. My co-host when we record every week. Um, AEW Dynamite Review. What's going on, Derek? Coming in with the yo, 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 yo. Um, Jesus is talking about does Derek want the smoke? Chill out, Jesus. Uh, Elijah Washington. Hey, bro, how you feel about <laughs> Britt Baker? <laughs> We're talking New Japan today. We'll get to that, though. Uh, Donnie, what's going on? I see you in the chat. And my man Rob's in the house. Rob, you were supposed to be here, bro. It was supposed to be me and Rob talking with you, Brian. That was the original setup, but Rob wasn't feeling too well. Oh, but he's, but he's in the chat. He's still supporting. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Get well, Rob. Get Cause, well. Because Rob's got to show up for that end of the year show. He's got a week to get better. <laughs> There you go. Uh, let's let's get into uh, some of this, though, guys. You guys know the deal. Make sure you guys share the link, retweet it if you're on Twitter. You can follow me at EPW Show. Let's let's talk about some New Japan, Brian. Yes, um, sir. Let's do it, man. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. We're going to do day one, take maybe a little pause break in there, and then uh, we'll do day two as well. But let's talk about some New Japan. 
And I'm taking some of this stuff. Some of the preview stuff is coming from uh, Michael Hamantor. Hopefully I said your last name correct from Last Word on Pro Wrestling. Friend of the show. Sent out some retweets for this. So I got to show you guys some love. Make sure you check out Last Word on Pro Wrestling. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom, Brian. This is the biggest show, the WrestleMania in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And it kicks off the beginning of the year. This is where you're going to get some match of the year candidates, possibly. Uh, some great storytelling. What does Wrestle Kingdom mean to you, my friend? Oh, man. I mean, it's uh, like you said, it's the culmination of uh, New Japan's year and the start of, uh, of their next. You know, it's, uh, I mean, I, I always say, you know, obviously WWE is the biggest, so there's always those comparisons. I mean, there really is New Japan's WrestleMania. And, uh, and the fact that now this year, uh, it's the first year they're, they're breaking it down into two different shows. Um, I mean, that, that that's, that's historical and monumental in its own right. Um, that's, that's a, that's a shit ton of wrestling. I gotta say, but with new Japan, you know, it's going to be good. So uh, I'm really excited, man. Uh, they've got a killer lineup and, uh, yeah, man, I'm just ready to just dive in, man. Yes. RJ, what's going on, brother? I see you in the chat. Thank you for telling everyone to share and like. Um, Brian, that was another question I wanted to ask you. What do you feel about the two-day format? Because I've been one of the people sort of for it. Like, I want to see WrestleMania possibly try this as well. This is kind of the first test dummy run, we'll kind of say, with the two-day format. Are you feeling this? Do you think it's better? Or did you like that? Would you rather just one long show, get it over with, and let me just be done with it? Yeah, you know, that's an interesting question. I think... Uh... Just my my quick answer is that I'm actually against it. Um, it's just it's a lot, it's a lot to consume, and in, uh, in two days. But the one thing I will say is that uh, if anybody's going to do it, I trust New Japan Pro Wrestling to do it and to pull it off successfully. I think they each night is uh I mean it's, it's stacked, and I mean the the level of talent in this promotion and the quality of the matches like. It's going to be a lot to get through, but I know that at the end of those two days, it will be worth it. I, if WWE did this, uh, I definitely would be cherry picking the matches that I would be that I would that I would view, and it would definitely be on a delay. Uh, <laughs> at this point in time, WWE, I just don't have as much faith in uh, in their booking and their creative for them to uh, pull off a two day mania event because honestly, they have a hard enough time just you know doing the one show. Uh, start the bottom and have that be, you know, satisfactory or, you know, satisfying from beginning to end. But I don't have that word with New Japan. It'll be a lot of wrestling, but it's going to be a lot of good wrestling. It's tough. Uh, I'm looking so, uh, in the live chat here, too. So people listening, I'm going to read this for you guys. Rob says, Wrestle Kingdom consistently sets the bar for the rest of the year, basically telling the rest of the wrestling world, and he puts this in quotes, top that bitch. And uh, that's not... Yeah, that's lying. Not He's not lying. That's a good way to put it, man. There was a lot of great candidates up there for it. Um, Donnie also put, it will be the best show of 2020, he believes. That's that's some big shoes to fill now. There's a lot of stuff happening. So, yeah, but again, he's not lying. I mean, because, I mean, <laughs> I mean, these Wrestle Kingdom shows, I would say going as far back as shit, 2013, 2014. Yeah. Like, these shows have been the best you know, uh, super shows are the biggest uh, pay-per-views of the year, and and they kick the year off with this. You know what I mean? So they, they I think, Wrestle Kingdom, they've got a track record of consistently putting on these great shows right at the start of the year. And yeah, you know, a lot of times everybody's just playing catch up. 
All right, well, let's get into the first match that I want to talk about. And this match isn't even going to be shown to the live crowd. I don't know how to feel about this, Brian. It is a dark match, but this is a promotion I've been recently getting into. You're getting a cheap plug for this. Shout out to my man JPQ at no particular angle. JPQ put me on to this promotion, and I've become a fan ever since then. And the person who I'm the biggest fan of is in this match. It is the Stardom Exhibition match. Uh, Stardom is a wrestling company. You guys may see it as DLC and Fire Pro World. Uh, you guys could check that out. Uh, I'm a big fan of what I'm seeing from them. Just from the little taste of Stardom that I've seen. Uh, we have a tag team match with Mayu Iwatani and uh, Arissa. I can't even say it. I just call her Arissa. And they're going to be taking on Hannah Kimura. And I want to say this is uh, Julia. Julia is just the name? Yeah, Julia, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm a big fan of Arissa. I've seen Mayu in Ring of Honor do her thing. She's great, too. But Arissa is the one who has really impressed me with a lot of her vicious kicks. Absolutely love her style. So, Brian, first, let me get your thoughts on the stardom promotion being involved in this relationship, I guess, with New Japan Pro Wrestling going forward. Um, you know, when the news broke, what was it, about a month ago, that Bushiroad, that they had, you know, acquired the Stardom promotion, I mean, I, I think that's, that was a great business move. Uh, you know, I'm familiar with Stardom. I don't watch it regularly. Um, in fact, probably the most that I've watched Stardom is when, uh, when I was, you know, working on the WWE franchise uh, before Visual Concepts took over and, like, just gearing up and, like, getting ready to uh, prepare, you know, the wrestlers' movesets, like Kyrie Sane um and some other people you know i'd watch their matches you know with stardom and i mean i mean there's no doubt i mean the the women in that promotion i mean those matches are fantastic um and i would i would like you know to watch it more regularly but it's like i've got so much wrestling i'm watching already that it's just uh like right now it just it, it hasn't been on my my priority list to, to really check that out but the fact that they are on this card i think is uh monumental because it seemed to be that when they got purchased the conventional wisdom was that they were going to be completely separate from New Japan. Um, I remember reading some reports saying that, you know, they just, although Bushiroad acquired them, there really was going to be a hard separation between Stardom and New Japan. Because there are a lot of people thinking that, oh, maybe Stardom will get on their uh, on New Japan world. Um, but then that kind of got shot down. Because as, as far as I know, I think Stardom, they have their own over-the-top uh, network, don't they? Correct. That's how I watched it with uh, JPQ. He has their network, and then he showed me some of the stuff on it. I was like, this is kind of dope, man. And I was uh, watching yeah. like their version of the G1, and it was really fun. We kind of went through a, a day of it, and I got to be on this podcast for it, so it was really good. Yeah, no, they're a great promotion, man. And I, and I was I was, I was was reading the results of that tournament uh, that was going on. Like you said, their version of the G1. And uh, and like I said, I mean, I really probably should get, you know, dive more into stardom and, and give it a, a stronger look but like i said everything that i've seen uh, i mean they i mean some of the best women's wrestling that's out there i mean they they treat it no different than how you know the men are treated in new japan in terms of the uh, the work rate and the quality of matches so i'm really excited that they get this opportunity to show their stuff but it does suck that i mean i, I figured that it, i mean when, I, when they say dark match i'm like okay it'll you know, it'll open the show, but it'll still be on New Japan World. But I, I learned recently that it's not going to be broadcast. No, it's just going to be for the end for the uh, the people in the arena, and uh, that sucks. 
Yeah, it's, I don't know, man. It's like those old WrestleMania cars when you're on Sunday Night Heat and you can see the arena, but you're not on the actual show. Or the uh, Austin Aries versus Pac. I went to WrestleMania 33 and I was so disappointed that like some people probably didn't get to see that match. I'm like, that was a good match. They went out there. That was my last WrestleMania. That was my last WrestleMania. I was there. I didn't know you were there. Uh, And you're right. That was a dope match. That was a dope match. (laughs) It was, was man. I, I, I just really want them to get the opportunity to shine. And so a lot of people think that this is kind of disrespectful. And uh, shout out to King, who's in the chat. I saw him talk about too many multi-man matches. My man, Original Biggie, Obi-Wan. Uh, I know you're a big wrestling video game fan. What's going on, Obi-Wan? Um, and Elijah Washington brought up that he said, I like I like this idea. I think New Japan should get a women's division in 2020. Um, I get what you're saying, but there's a separation of culture between like japan and here and it, to me it seems like they want to keep this separate for right now could it be one day potentially but they want to see the profitability they want to see if does this make money are people actually drawn to this and what i read was stardom's attendance has been up ever since they announced the uh bushi road merger so who knows we could see something possibly from this develop uh, I think that this is an opportunity, a big stage for them to say, hey, we're just as good. People get into our match. So they need to go out there and deliver, in my opinion, and impress uh, the New Japan Pro Wrestling executives if they want to make this happen for themselves. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly have no doubt that they're, I mean, they're going to go out there. I'm sure they're going to have a killer match. Um, as far as like adding a women's division in New Japan, I mean, I'm, you know, excuse me, I've, uh, I've learned to uh, to realize that you never say never. Because um, when I first started working on the WWE franchise, the T, when I was with THQ, the uh, the common wisdom was that you know never ask about Randy Savage. He's never going to be in the game. Don't bother. And Homeboy's been in the game for like the past what six years, seven years now. So you know never say never. But you're right though. It is you know culturally there is that difference where. I mean, I go to Japan a lot. You know, I've been to a lot of New Japan shows, All Japan, Pro Wrestling Noah, and none of those promotions really feature, I mean, they don't feature women outside of valets. You know, you got Peter with uh, Yujiro and the Bullet Club and stuff, but as far as them having like an actual division, there really is a strict divide. Um, But at that same time, there are so many uh, Joshi or, you know, female promotions in Japan where it's offset, you know what I mean? So it's not like there's a... uh, a dearth of, you know, promotions that have, you know, women's wrestling on it. But it is very, I mean, you just, you just don't see them, you know, mixing on the same show. But again, you know, never say never. Uh, but I will say that it's telling that they're not going to be on the broadcast because you would think that if they want to, you know, put more eyeballs on this promotion, I mean, you know, why not broadcast it to everybody who's a subscriber to New Japan that's going to tune in to this show? So I think that says that says a lot right there. I think it's more of a test just for how the locals like in the arena, like how they're going to feel and take to, you know, having these women on that show. But I mean, obviously here in America, we're used to, uh, you know, having men's and women's divisions in our wrestling promotions, whether it's Ring of Honor, NXT, WWE, AEW. So for us, it's like common. But over there, yeah, it's just it's different. And you got to think, too, a lot of people forget it wasn't too long ago when WWE didn't have a women's title. I grew up remembering they had it. It was gone. It came back. Uh, Ring of Honor just started really doing women's wrestling to where they have a title for it and everything else. This is still 
a different concept, something new. But Brian, who, who's your pick for this one, man? Who's who do you like in this match? Because I'm going to tell you this: for a lot of this card, I already have all my picks written down, and I'm writing yours down too. So this is with my heart. Okay. Some of them, some of them, it isn't this. It's this, and I don't know what else to do. It's my heart, man. Uh, so I'm kind of cheating here because you know I uh I was listening to uh wrestling wrestling observer live their podcast when I was at the gym this morning, and apparently like the uh. The, the executive's like all in with this Julia chick uh, and uh, her partner that she's teaming with. Like they really want to make them kind of like the face of, uh, of stardom. So I'm, I'm, I'll go with them um, to, uh, to take this. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pick them. And like I said, I mean, I'm really, outside of uh, Mayu, I'm not too familiar with these women. Like I said, I really need to get on the ball and start watching these in stardom. Who you got? I'm going with Mayu and uh, Arissa because, number one, like I said, all here, not up here. Uh, I really love both of these women. They're probably two of my favorites from the Stardom promotion. Uh, like I said, Arissa's kicks, uh, I just love watching her matches. She's just great. To me, she was my favorite one that I watched in the ring. She is someone, what I like about Stardom is when they're wrestling, they make it feel like it's a shoot a little bit. And you can forget that yeah. and get lost in it because... There's no, like, suplex, rest for a second, all right, get up, get up. They're on you. Like, the, immediately after, I'm like, man, breathe, girl. Can you breathe? Like, are you okay? And they're jumping right off the top rope into another move. They fall to the floor. They're going out to the floor to go get the person, bring them back in. Everything was just boop, 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 and they were right on top of it. Um, and I'm familiar with Mayu, like you said, from Ring of Honor and everything else, so I'm picking that with the heart. So I hope okay, I see okay. them win. Hey, but and like you said, I mean, about the the ring, the the in ring work of these women. I mean, the biggest compliment I can give them, I mean, they they their work is just as snug and tight as the men in New Japan. Uh -oh. You know, that was the biggest takeaway that I saw when I was watching those starter matches. Is that you know they're laying that shit in. You mm -hmm. know, uh, as petite as some of these women are, and you look at them, and it's like you know, oh, they're so cute, whatever. It's like, you know, when they're those they're laying those forearms, those kicks, you know, those tight snug backdrop uh suplexes i mean these girls their their work is uh it's it's on par you know it's honest it's one of those things that i i also find and uh i know it's off topic a little bit but uh tessa blanchard you know when i see her work you know the biggest compliment i give her is that she works her work is just as snug and tight as, as, as the men you know and you know so uh and like i said that's a compliment i'm not saying that they're mannish i'm just saying that they are out there to it looks like a shoot they're out there when they're and they're working. It looks like they're actually trying to win, and uh, I think that's what separates Stardom from a lot of the other promotions uh, that are you know all female based. It, it makes one hundred percent sense what you're saying about it. That's why Tessa next month is going to be challenging for the World Heavyweight Championship and Impact. Um, yeah. Let me see here. We've got some good things here. That would be nice. New Japan Pro Wrestling booking the women's match. But then King comes in with a an interesting thing. He said he read the women's match is a dark match because of TV rights. And uh, shout out to Derek for saying Michinuku driver that like button. If you guys don't know who Taka Michinuku is, look him up. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good Taka, one. Taka, motherfucker. <laughs> uh I know most people probably know him from the choppy choppy stuff, but uh, <laughs> let's uh, get let's get into world. let's get into uh, some of the other matches. These will be pre-show matches, I assume. Uh, we have Team GBH, so we're gonna have uh, Hamna. Um, 
who was in this? Makabe, Uria. Oh, I'm gonna mess this up. Yoto Tezuji versus Team Young Lion, Alex Coughlin, Clark Connors, uh, Hanre, and Carl Fredericks. B, I don't know a lot about this. It's on the pre-show. Uh, it seems like it's a lot of the guys from the New Japan Dojo, the new one in uh, yeah. LA. I don't know if LA, you've been out yeah, there yet or seen anybody who's working out there, but they, they, they've got some different guys in this one. Uh, I'm familiar with a lot of the Young Lions. I happen to see Carl Fredericks and Clark Connors as a tag team in Ring of Honor, and if you don't believe me, go back and find the last Ring of Honor show review I did in Buffalo, New York. It was Global Wars, and I saw these two in a tag match, and I said, Listen, these two, I don't know if it's going to be in a tag team or in singles, but those two are stars. I'm telling you right now, and I think people are going to get to see it in this match. So listen for the names Clark Connors and Carl Fredericks in this match. That's yeah, I second you on that. I second you on that. These guys, uh, when, I was in Jul- when I was in Japan this past July, you know, I went to a couple of uh, G1 shows. And I got a chance to see Clark Connors and Carl Fredericks, you know, and like some of the opening tag matches and stuff. And these guys, yeah, they're they're impressive. They're very impressive. Like, uh, I'm not. I mean, I know they're they're coming out at LA Dojo. Uh, I don't know what they were doing before, but uh, yeah, these guys are they're they're future stars in the making. Um, however, I'm uh, I'm taking the vets to win this. I mean, that's just kind of what they do in New Japan. Um, Especially these pre-shows. I mean, they'll. I think. I think the young guys are definitely gonna get a rub. You know, they got a uh, Hinari in there, who's, uh, you know, a guy that you know they see something in. Uh, but I, yeah, I just think, just you know, New Japan being New Japan, I, I think the uh, the vets are gonna take this. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. Uh, I'm not gonna spend too much time on some of these because, like I said, we got we're in day one still. Uh, we got a tag match with Ten Cozy. Uh, we got Kojima and Tenzan versus the team of Justice, Yuji Nagata and uh, Nakanishi. Nakanishi, yeah. So, uh, come on, B. I don't know who you're taking for this one, but uh, these are some veterans going at it in here. Yuji Nagata just signed a contract. Uh, I don't know if it was an extension or if he signed on for a few more years. I was shocked to like see him sign on again. I was like, oh. Oh, all right. Okay, do your thing. Yeah, well, he's working. He, I mean, I, I mean, using the guy, he's a legend. I mean, obviously, I mean, I, I think New Japan they don't want to lose him. And I know he's uh, he's working and doing some stuff with their dojos. Uh, I, I want to say he probably. I'm sure he's, he's doing work with both the LA dojo as well as what they got in Japan. But uh, yeah, no, he's definitely someone to keep you know keep around. I mean, he can just and he can still go. You know, Blue Justice, he can still go. Exactly. You know, teach these uh these young lions and stuff when they get in the ring with them. Um, oh man, this as far as who's gonna win, this is like a pick 'em. I mean, if I had a coin here, I'd flip it. Uh, so I'm just gonna go with just you know my personal faith, which is uh in the people involved in this match. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Nakanishi and uh, Nagata to win this. I uh, I'm not a big Tinkozi fan. I just I'm just not. Not why is that? Uh. Honestly, I just—I don't know, bro. Like, honest, I mean, they're both good. They're both good wrestlers, obviously, and they're legends. There's just—I uh, don't know. Like, when they're together, they just kind of annoy the hell out of me. <laughs> I can't really tell what it is. <laughs> Not mad. Uh, at yeah, I don't know. That's yeah, it's an irrational pick. I just, you know, sometimes you just got to go with your gut. Uh, I'm with you on that one. I picked uh, the team of uh, Justice as well. 
just because there's no there's no particular reason there's no logic behind it uh i'm a i'm a eugene nagata fan too ever since his days in wcw he battled it out with the ultimo dragon if you guys ever want to look that stuff up really good stuff um it's it's different man something very different these are some classic people if you look up some of their matches um oh yeah let's get into the next match this is where i i fear during the show that some tears may flow. I may, you know, get in my feels a little bit because one of my favorites okay. of all time is in this. Let me ask you: Are we going to go from the main event down? Or are we going from? Uh... Oh, we're, go- we're going down. We're starting with we're, we, we got to start with Liger. Liger deserves this. This is the main. Okay. Card. Okay. Uh, this right. is Jusha Thunder Liger retirement match one. They called it. <laughs> yeah. um, retirement match one. We have Team Jusha Thunder Liger. A legend. I just did an entire podcast dedicated to the man, talking about his history. And I apologize. I forgot to bring up Super Liger. I'm so mad at myself for so much stuff I forgot. But I wasn't trying to like go on for two hours about the man. But such a great wrestler, and I'm probably gonna get some of Brian's thoughts on him too in this Tiger Mask. Uh, the great Sasuke or Sasuke. Do you, what, what's the proper pr- pronunciation of it, Brian? What do you call him? Sasuke. Okay, thank you. I'm not crazy. Yeah. And uh, Fujinami, I wish Sick was in the chat so I could clown him. Uh, me and Sick used to run on the WWE games all the time, and he would pick Fujinami and mess people up, and everyone was just like, who is that guy? Who is he? And I'm like, oh, you don't know about <laughs> Fujinami, man? Um, and what? who else is with them? Oh, El Samurai is going to be with them as well. Someone who I brought up on that countdown of who Liger had great matches with, these names are going to be popping up throughout any match with him mark my words and they're taking on team sano so uh sano who i said he had probably one of his best matches with you've got him uh takaguchi we have uh is it takawa did i say that right takawa and uh Take- yeah takawa oh, yeah takawa okay. and uh otani and they're gonna have uh kobayashi with them on the outside so you got some legends even like with the managing on the outside they're gonna get their payday do their thing for this one lots of greats in here and if you guys didn't know uh otani is the first ever wcw cruiserweight champion pay attention to me people i'm teaching you stuff all right listen (laughs) up man you got to check that out he had a great finals match with chris benoit if you guys go back and check that out for the first ever cruiserweight title tournament i remember watching it live i'm old so brian jusha thunder liger bro you gotta you gotta talk to me you gotta holla at me about this man uh how, how did you first get introduced to liger and maybe give me like memories matches moments something that you like about the guy uh so i mean you'll probably be disappointed everybody here listening probably gonna be disappointed but i i mean obviously I've, I've read more about liger than i've seen his earlier matches like the matches that i've seen from him were, you know, when he was, you know, not the Jushin Liger that he was. Not that he's not still good. I mean, he's still obviously great and still going in the ring and stuff. But I, mean, I think the first time I saw him live was my, maybe, might have been 2008 when I was with TSQ and I was in Japan and I saw him in a uh, Best of Super uh, J-Cup match. Um, but I understand, you know, I mean, he's a legend. You know, like I said, I've read more about the man than I've seen his uh, earlier work. I need to go back and watch some of those uh, classic matches. Although I did see the one with uh, what him and Pillman. Yes. Uh, Wait, which one with him yeah. and Pillman? The one on that first that Nitro. Uh, oh no! Uh, no! 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 
You need to watch him and Pillman Super Brawl '92. Super Bowl 92? Yes. That's the one? You can go on the network. You don't even need to watch the rest of that show. Just watch that match and go to work on it, man. I was, for that Liger show, I don't know if you guys know this, but for two weeks, I watched nothing but Jushin Thunder Liger matches. Like, I I know the man now. Like, I know the moves. I know what's about to happen. I can pick up the little mannerisms. And uh, it was it was a lot of fun to go back and watch those. I even watched the Nitro match, but I didn't include that in my top ten matches for him. That was kind of eh. But it was... Uh, they had great chemistry, him and Pillman. Absolutely loved it. Uh, he appeared in NXT. He's been all over the place. He's wrestled. Oh, yeah. Brian Danielson. We can go on and on. Samoa Joe at TNA's Bound for Glory. Good stuff, man. Absolute legend. Yeah, I uh, I remember when I was in Japan once. and uh, You might have even seen this. Because I think it, there are like, clips of it on YouTube or whatever. But there was some uh, news program. Not even a news program. It's like one of those like variety shows. And they had Liger going into like these uh, this massage parlor, and he was and people were like you know they were like blindfolded or whatever they couldn't see who it was they just thought it was a masseuse, and he basically he was putting them in the uh, Romero special, <laughs> and they had no idea who it was they're just like what's going on and then you know he did it to a couple of people and just getting their reactions, and I was just like wow that's that's dope, uh, but yeah no Liger's he's 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 a man I. I need to do a deep dive into his uh, into his work, his earlier work. Uh, Brian, but the fact that he's got two... In my that? Watch Later section on YouTube, I have a match that I found. I think... Hold on. I got to make sure I say the right name when I look this up because I don't want to say the wrong match. It's a tag match he's in that I've never even heard of. Yes, the Steiner Brothers versus the Pegasus Kid, who is Chris Benoit, and Jusha Thunder Liger. I have this, like, in my history to watch. It's a 15-minute match, and I'm like, I'm going to watch it. I just had to detox from my Liger matches for a little bit, but I have it in there, and I want to watch that match. Oh, damn, that sounds good. Yeah. I'm about to go in there and uh, check that out myself. Yeah. Um, but in terms of who's going to win this, I think the fact that he's got two of these retirement matches, I think that uh, his team is going to win this. And uh, I'm save it. I mean, I know it's probably yeah. I'll say I'll say. I don't want to cry yeah. right now on the podcast with people watching. Elijah Washington was going to work in here talking about his favorite Liger matches: Liger versus Ultimo Dragon, Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero, Benoit '95. Uh, Chris Matthews is very sad as well that Liger's retiring, but he's happy for him at the same time. Yes. Um, I don't think we're going to see any uh, Kishin Liger, but uh, dude, so many great things. Like I said, if you're ever bored and you need to kill some time this week, go back and listen to the Liger part, podcast in the archives. So much goodness in all of that. Um, and it's really good to see a lot of the other legends back, too. That, that I don't want to just yeah. gloss over them like, ah, yeah, good for them. These guys were really some of the greats if you go back and watch their matches from the 90s. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, Fujinami, I mean, he's you know, one of the, uh, I mean, shit, man, like pretty much dragon suplex, dragon screw. I mean, this is a guy, he's he's innovated those maneuvers that are now just become commonplace moves in wrestling. Um, It was great to have him in uh, the WWE uh, video game that year that he got uh, inducted to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, It was really cool doing a deep dive and like uh, watching all his older matches to, you know, get his moves set together. Um, But you know what? All these these guys, like you said, these legends are coming out in support of, of, uh, of Liger, man, and you know, this is his swan song, you know, want to be a part of it, obviously. Really, really good stuff, man. And at 54, the man can still perform as well. Uh, thank you. Yeah. B- Biggie just yelled at me to be a man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I love it. I love it. Let's let's talk about the next match here. We got Lij, the team of Bushi, Evil, Sonata, and Shingo, taking on Suzuki Goon. Uh, we have Minro Suzuki, uh, ZSJ, Zack Saber Jr., uh, Taichi, and El Desperado. Um, th- this is just a, a a match. I feel like a lot of these matches, some of them are just here. Have a bunch of people here. Have a bunch of people. It's kind of the WrestleMania effect of we we're trying to get everybody on the card as many people as we can. So. Yeah, but you know what, though? You know the one difference between uh, what New Japan does, I mean, not always with these multi-man matches, but more so than what WWE does, is that they use, especially on an event as big as Wrestle Kingdom, is that they use these to set up, you know, uh, which they're going to be doing on the show anyway, but they use these matches to set up, you know, fuse and angles for programs moving forward. So a lot of times, you know, unlike, you know, on WWE, they'll just put together, like you said, to get people on the card, you know, six-man tags just to kind of say, hey, you were on WrestleMania, cool. They wrestle a match, but nothing ever really comes of it. But in New Japan, they do a, they do a much better job of uh, laying the groundwork for potential, whether it's dissension within factions or just other views and programs that they are going to foreshadow going into the new year. So, you know, uh, not saying that that's going to happen on this match, but, you know, just in terms, because I know there are a lot of multi-mans on here, but, you know, they, they a lot of them do lead to something. You know, they're not just thrown together just to be there. Mm. But saying all that, saying all that, I mean, who knows? I mean, I, I love both these these teams. Um, I mean, I mean, I, it's hard for me to ever go against Suzuki or <laughs> Zack Sabre, man. I, I'm a big fan of both those cats. Um, What's up with Tai Chi, but, man? Yeah. Well, I got to ask, chat, you guys can answer this too. Why does Tai Chi not get any love? I want to know why people hate him. Nobody can give me a solid answer for I just don't like the dude, man. I'm, I can't front. I'm like, he had great matches with Ishii. I, like, he, he I know why. What? I know why. Because uh, ba- I, mean, I love Tai Chi. I've always loved Tai Chi. And I'm glad, I'm glad he was in the G1. He got to, you know, kind of show off what he can do. He's just a great fucking heel, man. And he's, his, it's his face. He's got a face that is just like so punchable. Like you look at him, and he just looks like a like a scumbag. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think I think I really think that's where everybody's kind of leans into that, and the fact that you know a lot of his matches, you know, it's a lot of stalling. It's a lot of him just uh, you know just fucking around with the ref and just obvious cheating. But then you'll see him, you know, in a match where he's actually busting his ass and working. And you're like, dude, like you can you can you can work. Why don't you do this all the time? Uh, and to that I say, because he's a heel. <laughs> he's, it, you know, it, he's leaning in. Oh, here we go. I'm starting to see the reasons coming in. So two people, King and Donnie, said they're fans of Tai Chi, said it's dope. Um, oh, shoot. Elijah Washington got, is starting to go in on the Steiner Brothers, Liger, and uh, Pegasus. He said that's a good match to watch. Um, Connor Knows Wrestling says stupid lip syncing. Is uh, his problem with him? Rob said, "Brian, exactly. He wants to punch him in the face." It sounds like Rob. <laughs> Rob, you're an evil dude. We're gonna we're gonna probably talk about some stuff that'll make you mad in a little bit too. Uh, tai Chi. I don't even know what that means, so I'm not even gonna say that word. <laughs> it, it looks inappropriate, King. It looks inappropriate. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you. He he just yeah, it's his face, man. And I like the guy. Like I'm actually a fan of his, but I get what people just have this, you know. This utter and extreme dislike for the guy, because and yeah, the, the lip syncing, I mean, everything about him. You know, he comes out looking like somebody he stepped out of a uh, a Final Fantasy game, and he just looks like like just like I don't the whole package I don't like. It's like get out of the ring, you don't belong here. 
But he does. The guy, he can go. He can work. A lot of people are agreeing with you on this, Brian. Um, And you know what? We we didn't get into LIJ either, though. I think LIJ, there's some... There's some potential, like, stuff you could do here. Like, to me, LIJ has the the guys in it that you're just like, yo, these are the boys. These could be the future of the company one day, whether it's uh, Intercontinental or IWGP, World Heavyweight Division, where, wherever you want to put them, they could fit. Sonata's had an incredible year. Sonata is okay. probably one of my top favorites in New Japan. Even when he was teaming with uh, Evil, I always cheered him. I don't care if they're heels, whatever. I always liked them. Um, Evil's starting to get some push too. It looks like a little bit. A lot of people are getting behind him. People love Bushi, the mask, everything else. And uh, shit, boy, don't even get me. If you don't watch Shingo versus Will yeah, Ospreay, yeah. Shingo versus Kota, yo, the boy <laughs> oh. is the boy is nice. And the, and the thing about Shingo is, first of all, like I was so, I was I was busting when I found out that he went to fucking New Japan because I have been a fan of Shingo. Since man, in my 2000. I think the first time I saw him wrestle was uh, 2007 or 2008. Uh, it was a PWG show, and they brought in the uh, Dragon Gate guys. And I saw a match uh, in Reseda, him versus El Generico, Sami Zayn, and it just like I was floored, man. I, I thought I was looking at a murder in the ring. The way <laughs> Shingo's just hammered Generico. And ever since then, I'm, I've just I've been on the Shingo train, and and I never understood like why he wasn't getting more, you know, attention from, you know, from the fans, from you know other promotions, especially in Japan. I mean, I know he was very loyal to Dragon Gate, um, and I know in Japan, you know, being loyal to promotions is a big is a big thing. But I'm so glad that he is uh, with New Japan, and he was in G1, uh, and then and before that, he was in you know the Best of the Super, and he got the show. Everybody, just what this dude is capable of. I mean, every, uh, so like Ishii, I will never not watch a match that involves Shingo. Because I know whether it's, I mean, obviously if it's a single, if it's a tag, even if I may not like anybody or care about any other participants, just the fact that he's going to tag in and be in that thing makes it uh, a, a must-watch for me. So I, I think I see big things in store for him. The guy... I mean, I'm like I said. I mean, I've been watching him since like 2007, 2008. Here we are, 2019, going into 2020, and he's better than he was back when I saw him. So I think the sky's the limit for this guy, and I think New Japan is uh, they're lucky to have a guy of uh, of his caliber on the roster. Uh, I've never seen him have a bad match ever, and that's not to take anything away from Evil and Sonata, um, Bushi, because I like I'm I'm a fan of all these guys. Uh, outside of you know Shingo's my you know one of my top top favorites but outside of him you know sonata i'm a big fan of i remember when he uh seeing him in new japan when he uh when he debuted in this new cold skull persona which i think was like 2015 when he kind of debuted and with uh lij and, and I, re- I remembered him from his time in tna when he came in in like 2014 it was him and muda and he was in tna for a little bit he didn't really wow me he just seemed a little too like milk toast kind of baby face i didn't see much personality but when i saw him again in new japan with the spiked hair and he just had this very cool understated charisma but he just kind of slowly walks to the ring like he just knows he's the coolest cat in the building in the arena and just the way that he works i think i probably told you this before but i to me he and this and this is this is the compliment coming from me because I, I love this guy 
But he reminds me of a Japanese Randy Orton when Randy Orton is really invested in what he's doing. Because uh, it's like, as cliche as it sounds, like no wasted motion. Everything he does just is, is you know, just makes sense. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm, just, I'm just a big fan of Sonata. Um, and I, I really would like him and Evil to kind of just break break apart, hopefully, and kind of because I think Sonata is going to be one of their next the next big aces in New Japan. It's, I really do. It's weird too. I don't want to see them like do like a turn breakup or anything either. I kind of want them just to you know like go separately without you know the big yeah. hoopla behind it. Just you go here and then they meet up later on. You know whether it's to reform the tag team or they got to go one on one. You could do a lot of good storytelling with those two. Uh, especially but yeah i love sonata and i'm going to fully blame tna for a lot of things when it comes to the international superstars when they get them i just think they never utilize them properly and that i think that was during the time when i stopped watching tna and i tried to just start getting back into it and he was on his way out i was just like i can't i can't watch him over here and they're doing this goofy mood of stuff with him and i'm like he's someone else now man what are you doing you can't you can't yeah, well, in terms of how TNA has treated, you know, a lot of, you know, the international talents, uh, <laughs> Sonata got off lucky. You know, yeah, you didn't oh, get yeah. the, uh, the Okada treatment. Oh, like, that was, like, dumb. that was bad. That <laughs> they, was bad. They wouldn't like, even send talent over there for a long time after that. Yeah, they still won't. Like, they still have hard feelings about how they treated uh, Okada. And I don't blame them, even though I know it's a completely different regime over there now. And, uh, and Impact's actually not too bad. I started watching it again. Yeah, actually. it's not bad. It's what you said earlier. Listen, I picked I picked the name Everything Pro Wrestling before there were, like, all these promotions that you got to watch this, you got to watch that. And I'm trying to keep up. It's hard, man. It's hard to keep up with all of them. I made that name, so I'm just like, listen, I'll review anything and everything, but I only got so many hours in the day. That's it to uh, get on this. But, Brian, who's your pick for this one, man? We got L.I.J. and Suzuki-Goon. We got some We got some talent here. Who needs this? All right, well, I mean, after... Well, who needs it? I well, would no, say... Well, who, well, who do you got? Let me... I should just keep it simple. Who do you got? All right, well, I mean, after just waxing poetic about the greatness that is Shingo Takagi, I, I'm going to go with the uh, with L.I.J. And uh, and like you and the stardom pick, I'm, just, I'm going with my heart on this one and my uh, just my extreme fandom. But honestly, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be upset if uh, Suzuki Goon wins too. But I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with the Lij guys. Uh, shout out to Impact hater Derek in the chat. You guys can boo that man for uh, his hate for Impact for no reason. Derek, you need to come watch the show, bro. Don't come here talking about I'm no sure, Impact. He he's giving I'm sure up he's on it. Got a reason. Yeah, he I'm sure he's come. got a reason. Hater, hater, hater. And someone is talking about Sonata versus Orton confirmed. Take it easy, Chris. Take it easy. No one's doing all that. Um, same, guys, if you got questions, too, I see King of Wrestling Reviewer 98 coming in here about uh, Liger. Save it for me for when we get back to Liger on the day two. So hold that question. That's a good question for us. Um, I'm going to go LIJ as well. Rob disagrees. Rob says he's taking Suzuki Goon to win. I'm sure he thinks that there's going to be some turn or some weird stuff happening. But I don't think they're going to do it just yet. I think LIJ gets the win here. Maybe we'll see a little dissension between Sonata and Shingo. That that would be dope to me. But uh, I'm going to stick with you and go LIJ. Let's get into another tag match for day one. We have the Bullet Club. Kenta. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for doing what you did. Uh, Bad Luck Fale, Chase Owens, and the Tokyo Pimp, uh, Takahashi uh, versus Chaos. And that's going to be Goto, Ishii, Yano, and Yoshihashi. 
disdain. So, who do you have for uh, this match? All right, so as much as uh, I love Shingo, I have the complete opposite reaction for uh, anything Yoshihashi is involved with. Um, I can never pick any match that Yoshihashi is, is, uh, is a part of. And I say this as someone who I'm not a... I, 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 I don't I don't like this cat. I've never got into Yoshihashi, but I say this also recognizing that he is actually a pretty good wrestler. But I just can't do it, man. There's every like when I see him, he I I just it's like Roman Reigns like, 2015, bro. Like he's good, you know he's good, but at the same time you're like nah, bro, nah, no, nah, no worse worse than that, worse than that. Like Yoshihashi, he looks like a cosplayer, like playing like cosplaying wrestling. Mm. He just doesn't look the part. Even though I know he's good, I know he's good, but uh, but no, I'm going with the Bullet Club on this, um, especially mostly because you know Kenta is involved, and I I I don't see him you know taking a loss, even though it's in a you know attacking situation. Um, and yeah, it's like I think you gotta yeah uh, you gotta keep Bullet Club somewhat strong. So I'll I'll, I'll choose them uh, in this matchup. I don't think Chaos really needs this win. Um, so yeah, that's my pick. Yeah. So I'm not going to lie. I picked Team Chaos for this one. I think there's dissension within the Bullet Club. I think they, they've got some issues going on. If you pay attention to a lot of the little things in some of their recent matches, the kind of griping back and forth. Um, I, I don't know. I just don't see Bullet Club getting the win. And I'm with you on the Between Yoshi who? Hashi. Between who? Huh? Just between, between all of them. Like, they, when they lose matches a little bit, it's kind of heated. And I feel like there's not enough folk, focus on some of these factions right now. Like, Suzuki-Goon is probably the most, like, kept together, but they don't focus on them. You have the Bullet Club, and they're kind of out of order. So they could either go one of two ways. Maybe they do something tonight that brings them all together, or they keep doing this. I don't know how long this faction stuff's going to continue for is what I'm basically putting it at. You know what I mean? You know who the stars yeah. are in each group, and how long can this keep going for? So it, it'll I'll make it interesting. You. I'm taking Team Chaos. That was one of the few ones where I used my uh, head on, I think. So I'm going to just stick with that and work with that. Oh, Lord, this you next sure? You sure you want to do that? You sure you want to do that? I, mean, I don't Yoshi want to do that. And Toru Yanu. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. And I love Toru. I love Toru Yanu. Like, he's a guy that I've, I've grown to love over the years, but... I don't know, man. I, I just think there's enough <laughs> other guys in here to take the pen that it doesn't hurt Kenta or uh, Fale. Like like I said, I think Takahashi could take the pen or Chase Owens, and it's fine. It's, a, oh, okay. That Well, that was your fault we lost. And the blame, do you know what I mean? It plays more into the story. Like, yeah. the blame goes around. And, like, I could tell a couple different stories with this. This, is, this night for New Japan is all about telling stories. And I could tell you one, two, three, four, five, six, depending on how you want to do it. Um... And you'll see later on what I'm talking about. Like I said, some of my picks, you got to think day two later. You'll see. Let's get into the second one here. We have for the IWGP tag team titles. Yo, live chat. This division is weak, bro. I don't care what anybody says. They need to get some tag teams together. I don't know if they want to get Brian and a, a friend of his, but they need some teams to come in there and challenge. <laughs> We've got G.O.D., uh, Tamatanga, and Tangaloa. Enzo, be careful what you say to this man. You've been talking wild, I see on Twitter, with diss rap battles versus the team. I guess we're going to call him Finn Juice. Uh, David Finley and Juice Robinson. Uh, hi, JPQ. I know you're disdain for Juice, <laughs> calling him a B-plus player. We're not going to go for that on this podcast. No disrespect to Juice. <laughs> um, 
this goes back to them winning the uh, World Tag League. I thought it was very weak this year. I was not a fan of the World Tag League at all. Um, and but, I mean, I, in, all, in all respect, though, like how, I mean, the World Tag League is, I mean, it's not the most exciting thing. It's probably the least exciting thing that New Japan does every year. It so. was, I just want more teams, like, I don't know, dude. They don't focus on tag teams. I mean, they really don't. You know, I mean, like you said, like their divisions, is, it's pretty weak. I mean, it's, I, I would say it's been weak since I've been like really following New Japan since about like 2014, 15. They don't put a lot of, uh, uh, they don't get, they, they just don't give their tag division any kind of attention, really. Yeah. Which is unfortunate, but. The live you know. chat is being very mean right now. I see a lot of GOD retains next. <laughs> so I guess they don't want to hear about this. Hold on. I'm there- with them. Huh? I'm with them. I think GOD, is, I think GOD, they must retain. I yeah. mean, I like that. I actually, I've grown to really uh, like David Finley uh, a bit. I mean, I've always thought he was a good wrestler, but I'm kind of, it looks like he's finally got like his, uh, his presentation, just the way that he looks like he looks more of a badass. Uh, so it's like his presentation is kind of caught up to his work rate. And I actually like Juice Robinson. I understand him a B plus player talk. I mean, he's uh kind of looks like a, he can look like a jackass a lot of times, but he can go in the ring. That's right. But I just don't. I just don't see any reason why you would take the belts off of a GLD for a makeshift team of Finley and Juice Robinson. I mean, I'm uh, I'm hoping that that's what happens. Unless you wanted to make uh, certain people mad, man. Champ, champ, Juice. It could happen, man. Juicy Juice, <laughs> champ, champ. Because. Um, He's challenging on night two for the IWGP US title. Listen, I've you know me, man. I've always been a CJ Parker fan since his days in FCW. I don't care what you say. I think the dude's got talent. I'm glad that he's getting to showcase it. Um, David Finley, I like him too, but you can't take the belts off of G.O.D. I think if you're going to keep G.O.D. there, you book them like they're the strongest tag team and you have to find some teams to bring in to challenge them. I think they're a couple of retains away from the record or tying the record they're they're close so i think god needs to keep the win here and we will keep it moving for the chat uh for ah sick you're in here i was just talking about you before good to have you in here uh let hold on we'll we'll answer a question here he says do you think the whole multi-stable slash faction thing is getting played out in new japan pro wrestling i'm gonna let brian answer it because he's the guest of the show um yeah I do, and I've felt this way for a lot of years now. Um, I, I know it's what they do. I mean, I mean, my God, I mean, chaos has been, I mean, how long has chaos been around? I mean, years. you got chaos, you got years, you know, and I, I but, it, but it's not just a New Japan thing. I mean, obviously, they got a, they, I think they have way too many of these factions in New Japan. Um, I'm just not a big faction guy, period, in pro wrestling, um, because for me, I just don't in a in a in a sport where it's mostly I mean unless you're in a tag team you know where it's all the individual glory I just don't get the sense of like why I would want to be in a faction where it's like nah man I mean we can be cool and stuff but hey if I gotta face you to get a title shot you know uh, we'll be friends after the bell you know whoever gets the you know the win or the loss but it's like I just don't see like why you know these, these factions have just never really made all that much sense to me. Um, and New Japan, they really run with it. You know what I mean? With uh, like I said, I mean, I mean Lij, Suzuki Goon, Chaos, Bullet Club. It's it's just a lot, you know. So I would be, I yeah, I do think that uh, it's a little played out. But at the same time, you know, 
it doesn't get in the way, if that makes any sense. You know, right. it doesn't get in the way of, of the good stuff that New Japan books. Um, but yeah, it does seem like, you know, something needs to happen with some of these tables. Um, that, it's just that, too that's, many. That's part of my fear for Bullet Club. I think they're going to try to maybe emerge them out. They could if they wanted to, is what I'm saying at this point. Um, let's see here. Elijah Washington said he wants to see G.O.D. versus Santana and Ortiz. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens with it. We'll talk more about that. I, I see where you're yeah. leaning into. Um, Rob says, if Kaz and Enzo show up, I'm walking out of your house and waking up the intern before I go. Rob, you do that. We're going to have some real problems at 4 a.m. <laughs> Don't do that. Hey, to Rob, me. I, I, Rob, I can guarantee you that is not going to happen here. <laughs> I can there's not. I can't guarantee a lot of things, but I can. I can guarantee you that, for sure. <laughs> he said they already have Takahashi. They don't need Enzo. Rob, go to the corner. I'm done with you for a minute. <laughs> Let's get into this uh, IWGP US title match. I'm actually really, really looking forward to this one. It is a Texas Death Match. So Texas is coming to the Tokyo Dome. We're gonna have Lance Archer, yeah. the current champion, versus. John Moxley from uh, AEW, that is the former Dean Ambrose. These guys have a, a kind of a quick vendetta. I'm going to kind of run through this really quick for you guys. Moxley lost the title due to his staff infection. He did not defend it within, is it 90 days in New Japan is the time limit? I can't remember if it's 90 or 30. But Well, no, didn't he? Uh, I thought it was because he couldn't make it out because of the, uh, the typhoon. And they had to... Uh... That's the real reason. Real reason. I'm kayfabe land. He couldn't defend the belt within ninety days. He couldn't defend the belt within ninety days. No, you're good. You're good. Brian just told you the real reason. Uh, he he couldn't get out there. Typhoon, natural disaster was occurring. They stripped the belt of him. Who becomes the champ? Lance Mother F and Archer. This dude is a badass. Don't look at that Lance Hoyt where he had big girls' panties tied around him from TNA. This dude is raw in New Japan Pro Wrestling. This dude will jack you up. And I've loved his singles run since he's uh, left Killer Elite Squad. He was part of Suzuki Goon at one time. Uh, I think he's done tremendous as a solo competitor. Um, B, give your thoughts on this one. Who do you like? I, I, I just want to echo your sentiments on, uh, on Mr. Archer here, man. He is, he completely, uh, you know, uh, reinvigorated himself when he, you know, when he went and did the singles thing, it was in the G1 this year. Because uh, I honestly was not, like, I mean, obviously at the start of the G1 and, like, his matches, I was like, ugh, not looking forward to this. Like, why is this guy in there? And all it took was that one match, I think, because at the Dallas uh, Osprey. G1. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh shit!" I didn't think I didn't think Archer had it in him like this. I mean, he really completely reinvented himself. Um, and like you said, I've been a fan ever since because it wasn't just that one match. Like, I mean, he's carried it was like like that was the start. And then his performances throughout the G One, uh, which is you know brought him here to, to Wrestle Kingdom, he's won me over. I I'm a big fan of Lance Archer, and for a guy who's been in the business for as long as he has, which is funny because you're right. Like I. To see him wrestle this year, I actually had forgotten about his time. What was it, the the rockin' um, what was that faction he had in TNA? Uh, rockin' Rave rockin', with Jimmy Rave. Rockin' Rave, Jimmy, yeah. And I was like, yeah, and you're right. Like this is the guy with the tram stamp and all that. You know, I'm like, wow. Like, he, oh God. For for a cat who's been in this, like he has shown, you know, me us, you know, the wrestling fandom, like so much. Who who do you like in this one though, man? Or or do you want to talk about Moxley too a little bit? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm, I'm obviously I'm a big fan of Moxley. You know, uh, you know what he did at, or what he's done in New Japan and what he's doing in AEW. This to me is a uh, 
It's a hard one. It's a hard one. Like, I, man, I mean, I kind of feel like, because I'm, I'm still one of these guys as probably, you know, uh, it's probably not going to happen, but I'm still one of these guys holding out hope that AEW and New Japan will figure something out and end up with some kind of a working relationship. Um, really doesn't seem like it's going to happen, but that being said, I know that they still, they being New Japan, are still very much intent on, you know, keeping and doing business with, you know, Jericho and Moxley. But um, I think just for, for scheduling reasons, I think it's probably best to keep the belt on Lance Archer, especially since, you know, he recently just won it. But I do think that these guys are going to beat the holy shit out of each other. And, uh, and I think Moxley will, you know, although he'll take the loss, I think, I don't think either one of these guys are going to, you know, come out of this match looking weak by any means. So I'm going to go with uh, Lance Archer. Plus, I mean, he's from Texas. It's like his match. I mean, it would kind of suck. If you know he's in your Texas Death Match and he loses it, you know what I mean. The same way, it's like it would have been weird to see John Moxley, this Death Match expert, lose to Kenny Omega. You know when they fought at Full Gear. So I'm gonna go with our boy. Hold on, we're, we're gonna do a little Full Gear transition. Did you like that match? Uh, I did. Okay. Now I, I liked it in the sense of someone who does not like Death Matches. I don't like Death Matches. I don't like garbage matches. I don't like matches that involve weapons. Um, I'm more of a purist, where it's like I, I, I'm, I, I would much, I would, I would prefer to always see a straight up one on one, no crazy stipulations, no crazy gimmicks. Just let's see who the better man is. But that being said, if you present me with the death match, and it's one of the best of its kind, then yes, hey, it's not my cup of tea. I don't know. I don't go out of my way to watch death matches, but you know what? That was fucking good. So I'm, I can't sit up here and say that I, you know, I like, oh, they, you know, these guys, you know, they shouldn't have taken these bumps, this, that, and the other. It's like, look, these are professionals. They know what they're doing. You know, who am I to sit up here and say that, you know, the bumps that they took were too much for them? So that's kind of my stance on it. I, I enjoyed the match. Not my regular cup of tea, but it's almost like, like, I don't like period pieces and, you know, like in movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Especially, especially shit like Downtown Abbey or whatever the fuck. Like, I don't like, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, period type films. But if you show me a movie that's a period piece and I'm like, wow, and it's good, I'm going to give it credit. Like, yeah, this, is, this isn't normally my jam, but I got to say, goddamn, that was entertaining. And that's kind of how I felt about their full gear match. So, mm. you know, my take on it. So um, don't listen. I'm not judging you for your film choices. I spent, uh, I watched The Irishman instead of Raw this week. I- I'll admit it to you guys. I was not watching Monday Night Raw. Uh, I had the thread up and everyone was like, why, are, why isn't he in here talking? I'm like, I was watching that instead. So I figure I could spend three hours better doing that. Uh, who's your pick for this, though, Brian? Yeah, I'm going with Lance. I'm going with Lance Archer. Um, Man. I think, like I said, I think he, because he, I mean, he just won it. It's, uh, it's, it's a Texas death match. This is his match. And I think, uh, I think as someone who's more of a regular presence on these, on these New Japan cards, I think it's probably best to keep it um with him you know that's my take uh let's see here elijah washington says uh brian how about for the next card we see luke harper aka Brody lee but attack lance archer and moxley to make it a triple threat match and a no dq match if wishes were fishes bro there's something called 90 day no compete clause he ain't going I, yeah. nowhere <laughs> I, I was just about to say yeah that would be 
amazing because I love Brody Lee. But yeah, from everything that I've heard, uh, although he's been released or he's been granted his release, yeah, he's got that 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 uh, non compete. So I don't think he's going to be able to do anything until March. Yeah, he he's going to have to uh, wait it out a little bit longer for it. I'm going to go with Moxley on this one though. Uh, I I really believe really? that I, I watched his interview with uh, Chris Van Vliet, friend of the show. Uh, interviewed him before. Um, Chris Van Vliet was talking to Moxley, and Moxley talked very highly of New Japan Pro Wrestling, despite everything that happened, and the, gotta take the belt off you, and I'm sure, as a wrestler, who cares? Who cares, right? Okay, whatever. Am I still getting paid? (laughs) Cool. But, I think that we're gonna eventually, uh, see Moxley get back into the bigger picture of things, and I think this is a great way to get him back into the mix, so I'm gonna take Moxley for the W here. Okay, let me ask you, let me ask you, uh, because on night two, uh, is Moxley and Juice? They're wrestling, right? No, Juice faces the winner of this, no matter what. There's a lot of it, whoever wins. That's why I'm writing down your picks because it's gonna come back to you. Okay, so all right, Juice is gonna face the winner of this, but it's not on on uh, the second night of uh, Wrestle Kingdom. It's the second night. No, it is. It's night two. It is the second night. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh well. Oh, tune changing. Uh, see, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Okay, well, right, I'm going Moxley then. You going with <laughs> Moxley? No, no, no. Screw it. No, I, I, I no, no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with Lance. I'm gonna stick with Lance. If I, if I, if I lose this and I lose it, I'll take the L. I'm not gonna go back. I've got good reasons for picking Lance Archer. Man, we still got a couple more matches for night one, folks. We're an hour in already. <laughs> Don't worry, this won't be as long as the pay per views. I promise. So, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion Will Osprey. He has been killing it this year, by the way. I had to say that right away. Uh, versus Hiromu Takahashi. Um, th- there's a story behind this. And it's a great story, to be honest. Um, Takahashi and, at the time, Dragon Lee or Ryu Lee, whatever you want to call him these days. Uh, he got injured on a famous spot. I'm sure you guys have seen the move in all the wrestling video games. Uh, where you set someone up for a power bomb, you clasp your hands together, and you do the bridge. I've always Phoenix been fearful. Plex. What'd you say? The Phoenix Plex, right? Isn't that yes. what it's called? Yes, the Phoenix Plex. There's certain moves in wrestling I won't take, and this is one of them. I've always said it when I saw him do it. I'm like, nope, never taking that. I would never take that. I'm not taking Sanjay Dutt's moon stomp. I'm not taking mad moves in wrestling, and this is one of them. And uh, Takahashi got injured on it. Things happen. It's pro wrestling. It's a man's. It's a man's world. Sometimes when you get in there, you gotta take your lumps, finish the match. That's how they teach you in Japan, especially. And uh, I'm not even doing their neck drills. I saw someone uh, put up the neck drills from the dojo. Not doing that. I'm not flipping on my head back and forth a million times to build a strong neck. Um, I need a chiropractor at all times after my matches. <laughs> I'm not dealing with this. There's a story behind this though. He came back from being injured. What was he out? 14 months i want to say yeah something like that it was a long time man a long time he was out um and i've seen takahashi wrestle live i saw when i first saw him it was in ring of honor on like a dark match i believe it was when they first started working with them and he is absolutely tremendous really really good and will osprey's been killing it this year i think this is a good match i thought we were going to get more of a um I'm going to call him Ryu Lee for this, but it's Dragon Lee if you guys don't know. Ryu Lee versus Takashi. I thought that was the match. Say Dragon Lee. Just say, just say Dragon Lee. <laughs> why, why do, they, do you know why they changed it? Live chat somebody? I think it has something to do with his, um, his whatever his contract is with, in Mexico. Because he, he left, I forget if it was CMLL or AAA, 
but I think they actually had the rights to the Dragon Lee name. So he just switched it over to, you know, Ryu, which is, you know, Dragon in Japanese. I think it was it something to do with that. that. That's a little Street Fighter knowledge for you guys if you're ever on Jeopardy. <laughs> but, um... What what do, you, what do you think of this one? I think this is a better match, though, too. Like, I think the way Will Ostrey's been performing, this could be a better match than what we would get with the original two, who I thought it would be. Um, Rob said, hashtag bring back Daryl. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Cat emojis in the chat. <laughs> but um, what do you think of this one? Uh, this is one of the matches I'm looking forward to the most. Uh, you know, unsurprisingly, I mean, it's Will Ospreay and, you know, Takahashi. Like, these... Neither one of these guys ever phoned it in on any card, and you put them together on a on a Wrestle Kingdom card. I think uh, this could easily be uh, match of the night if given enough time. Um, yeah, this is going to be insane. I both of these. I mean, and you're right. I will. I, I agree with you 100 percent that you know Will Osprey, you know this year. Not to say that last year, the year before that, like were were bad years for him, but he has just been amazing this year i mean i mean i'm not, I'm not gonna i mean i haven't seen every you know every wrestling match this year but of the of the ones that i have seen i mean he, he's definitely you know top three uh wrestler of the year just in terms of his output and the quality of his matches um and it's great to have you know hiromu coming back i think i think new japan has you know big plans in store for osprey and you know the fact that he was in the g1 this year where they you know they're not even teasing, but the fact that he's, you know, moving up into the heavyweight division. I think this would be a perfect opportunity for uh, him to uh, take this L and lose to, uh, to Takahashi and for Takahashi to come back from that injury and, you know, reclaim, you know, his uh, IWGP, you know, junior heavyweight championship. I think it'd be a feel good moment for him, for the fans. And I think for Will Ospreay, I, I don't think he loses anything in losing his, his championship. Because I think he's ready to be moved up into that heavy uh, heavyweight picture, so I'm gonna go with Hiromu. What do you got? I got Takahashi as well for it. Um, hashtag Bring Back Daryl is right. Damn it! Uh, I, I I absolutely love the story that could be told here of redemption, and yeah. I think that he deserves it, man. This dude busted his ass. I just hope he's prepared to come back. I know sometimes people come back early from neck injuries. I take all the time for that, man. I've seen too many things go bad with neck injuries coming back too early and then people have to retire early or they have to go back out again for another 14 months to go get neck surgery, whatever it takes. Hopefully he's healthy. Um, I got Takahashi winning this. I think Will Ospreay's ready for the heavyweight division. Let the man, let him rock, man. He, he reminds me of Kenny a few years ago when Kenny Omega was doing the junior heavyweight stuff. I think he's ready, man. He's proven it. That G1 he was yeah. carrying. So... I am 100% behind uh, Will Ospreay for that one. And let me... Yeah, he's kind of on the same similar track, like you said, as uh, as what Omega did in New Japan, where starting out in the junior division and then kind of slowly working his way up into that heavyweight division. I think, yeah, I think you're right about that. I think Ospreay, they have him on that same uh, kind of uh, angle or program as far as, you know, he's concerned. We got King... I'm sorry, I was going to say, we got King Savage 93 in here. He said he's got Ospreay losing as well. Uh, Rob and who else was it? Uh, Elijah Washington said that CMLL own it, so they confirmed your story 100% correct on that for what the issue is. Um, what were you going to say, Brian? Uh, uh, what was it about, about Will Ospreay? Oh, 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 and, the, oh, and him moving up to heavyweight because I think uh, 
you know, whether it's this year coming up, 2020, I mean, I, there's still a lot to be, there's a lot of stuff I think that's going to involve Osprey and Okada. Because, you know, the whole story between them, you know, being friends and every time that Osprey and him and Okada have, you know, wrestled, you know, it's like Osprey, he gets closer and closer to beating them. But it has just been, up until this point, unable to get the victory. And I, I see in 2020 maybe possibly that being something that uh, that can happen, you know, to really cement Osprey as that, you know, next top Gaijin heavyweight. Uh, Connor says he thinks this match is stealing the show. Uh, King W said, I think the time bomb is winning because they already set up his first defense and he thinks he knows it's gonna who it's going to be against. And he's saying it's Robbie Eagles. It could be interesting. Could be interesting. Let's get into Rob's favorite match of the night, though. We have for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship, the current champion, Jay Switchblade White uh, versus Naito. Naito, yeah. Uh, you, go with the, you, go with the, you go with this one. You start. You start. Brian, I don't know what to say about this. Um <laughs> Rob has been sending me horrible memes, everything, gifs, gifs, whatever you want to call them, of people with muscles walking into places. This is going to be me going into New Japan offices if uh, Jay White gets any wins this upcoming <laughs> Wrestle Kingdom. So he is not a fan, but they are telling a good story with this here. Uh, Naito, why? I, I felt bad from these last few Wrestle Kingdoms. I don't know what the... He's just always in that intercontinental mix, but it feels important compared to other intercontinental titles in other places at times. They keep the uh, feeling behind this one. So even though it's Naito's world and you wonder, like, why isn't he in the world division? We're going to give it time. They have a lot of things set up for this. Now, this match has great implications as well for what happens the next night. We're going to have like a Super Bowl. Winner faces the winner of the main event. And we're also going to have like a Toilet Bowl. Loser faces loser. And there's going to probably be a story to be told with that as well. Um, Ghetto makes no mistakes when he's booking these matches. He has a reason for why he's doing everything. Ah, This is tough, man. Yeah. Um, this is tough. This is tough. I think for this, you have to go with the image that we've constantly seen for the last few years. I'm picking Naito to win this one. Uh, I think he's just he's just the guy, and I would put him in the main event. I think he has a story to tell. The story of he didn't get to beat Okada at, uh, what is that, Wrestle Kingdom 12 now? He didn't get the victory there. He, he's been wanting the big one. He's someone who I could see in that main event spot. I think Naito makes the most sense. In this situation yeah this is this, you know it's hard to talk about this match without talking about the uh, IWGP heavyweight championship um, because of, like you said you know whoever wins this is then gonna go in the face on day two winner takes both the Intercontinental and the IWGP I so for me looking at it because at first I was I was leaning towards Naito uh, but then that kind of conflicts with my pick for the heavyweight, which is well, you Kota. Say, oh, oh, he he let it out the bag early. Uh, yeah, yeah, only because like like I said, it's kind of hard to talk about these because they're so intertwined. Mm -hmm. Um, but but the thing is for me is that if Naito wins this, and if my pick Kota wins this, and they both and they have their match, and it's winner takes all. First of all, I think that uh, that matchup has been done to death, you know, this year, those two. Who? Ibushi and Naito. 
Ibushi and Naito. Okay. Like they've wrestled they've wrestled a lot this year. Um yeah, and it doesn't that seem like something that, show. Yeah, it doesn't seem like that's something that Gato would want to have on their, you know, at this at this event at Wrestle Kingdom. But the and and then also it's like why would you have Naito win, get the championship, but then lose to Kota? I don't think that makes any sense. And I look, I don't know shit. I mean, I you know, but so I think for that, because I, I don't think they're going to put the belt on Naito at this time. I do agree with you that I think a couple of years ago was the perfect time when he fought Okada and he didn't win it. And the crowd was, that was like one of the first times that I saw like a New Japan crowd just really just be completely deflated. Because it was like, that was the perfect time for you, Naito to have won. You know what? Can I, can I jump in real quick? I'm going to yeah, say, yeah, I yeah. think the last two Wrestle Kingdom main events really deflated the crowd. I don't know yeah. why they came off very flat. And when I was done watching, I'm like... Let's get this review done. Like, this is just how I felt. And after 11, though, I was like, man, this is great. I can't wait to talk about this. this is such good stuff. Uh, oh, man, I almost had to say the Vince McMahon voice. Such good shit. Um, good yeah. shit. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. I, they've just been deflating. I'm really hoping for a good main event out of this one. Yeah, me too. All right, so, okay, so, all right. So, I'll just quickly say, I think, <laughs> I think Jay White is going to retain his championship against Knight, though. And I'll yeah, I'll just leave it at that. And I, I'll get into I guess reasons why when we talk about the heavyweight. But I think I think Jay White retains. Folks, if you want to know with Rob, Rob said Jay White is an amazing performer. I just hate his bleep guts. Uh, he has the most <laughs> punchable face. <laughs> Don't let uh, Switchblade on Twitter hear you say that, Rob. She's a big big Jay White fan. A lot of people are. It's either kind of a love him or hate him thing with him. Uh, there's no real I, in between. Yeah, you know, I I would say Jay White because I yeah I would agree that he definitely has a punchable face. I think the one thing that's kind of helped him for me, where right, he's not so like I've actually kind of, and it's funny that the, the small things that a wrestler can can do that kind of change the perception of him. Ever since he stuck, he got facial hair, I I kind of I kind of am more into his gimmick because before that he just looked he looked too young. He looked like a punk, like like yeah, like Rob is saying, like someone who's I just like, dude, you're a little pissant. Like I just want to hit this motherfucker in the face. But he just he looks more like a man now, like more adult. And I'm like, okay, I can kind of take him a little more seriously. Um, but yeah, Jay White, he's a great heel, and he he really is. Um, he he really showed me a lot this year. And I, I mean, I always knew he was good in the ring, but just his character work uh, in 2019, I thought was was excellent. And he really is just that heel that you absolutely just hate. Like, there's no, you don't kind of like dislike him ironically. You just really have a, you just don't like the guy. You know what I mean? You can buy into his heel act. So I think he's had a banner year. So I'm going to go with Jay White um, only because it ties into my prediction for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. All right. I got Naito, so I'm not mad at that one. But I'm looking at the chat right now. And, uh,. King said King Savage 93 says Jay White retains. Rob is laughing. I think you just came up to a fire, Brian, and you just had the gasoline and you just dumped it all on it for him. So you'd be like, yeah. <laughs> um, this podcast is looking for sponsorship. So if you guys want to message just for men, I think Brian's explanation of the beard is perfect. Or if you want to uh message Manscaped, we'll take that too for right now. That's fine, it works. <laughs> um, so send those messages out. Let's get into the main event of night one. We have for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, 
Okada, Ibushi. I don't have to say anything else besides those two names. These two have been stellar performers for the past year in 2019. Um, I love Kota Ibushi. He finally signed that big contract. No, I thought he was going to stay independent. We could have saw him anywhere he wanted to go. He loved the freedom, but he signed with New Japan. I think there has to be some reward for that loyalty. Flip the coin, though. Okada. Okada is the shit. He is Hulk Hogan in the 80s to New Japan Pro Wrestling. This dude is not going down without a fight. Um, I just think that he is the face of the company. He is the dude that they love. I know that they give a lot, a lot of love to the ace, but Okada's the guy to me. He's the one who they're fully behind, no matter what people say. Um... It's going to be good stuff here, man. I'm excited. This is the match that I'm most looking forward to. I've been wanting to see this for a while. Um, I guess I'll give my pick first. Is that what you want? You're looking at me like, go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, go for all means. All right. I got to say for this one, man, I'm going Kota Ibushi for the win. I know that you said that they've done this too many times. And if it plays out the way I think it is, it's going to be Kota Ibushi, Naito, one final time. You let them go out there and crush it. I thought they had a great match at the G1 Supercard. I don't want to see any German suplexes on the apron because I thought that man broke his neck. I don't even know how he's walking. That was like Stone Cold Owen Hart SummerSlam moment. Like, bro, how are you up right now? How are you even pending somebody? And um, I I just got to go with Kota Ibushi. I, I love Okada, but Okada is the per. Who, who does he remind me of? Who's a good? Shayna Baszler. Like, you know how Shayna Baszler was getting all those wins for the NXT Women's Championship and it sucked the life out of you? That's Okada. I'm like, yes, Naito's finally going to do this. Rainmaker! And I'm like, oh, my God, no, no. He just hurts my soul. He makes me, like, want to cry. every When he beat Kenny, I was like, come on, dude, come on. I should have known better than to pick Kenny at that time, but I was just like, I wanted to see that, and it just didn't happen. Okada just crushes my soul, so I respect him, though. He's good in the ring. Go ahead. It's on you, B. Uh, yeah, he, no, he, Okada's amazing. And Okada, at this point in time, I mean, Jesus Christ, man. Like, if he wasn't a made man last year, the year before, or three years ago, I mean, he's a made, he's a made fucking man in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And in just pro wrestling history. Kota Ibushi's winning this. And it's going to lead to a G1 Climax rematch between he and Jay White on night two. And they are going to crown their next ace in Kota Ibushi when he walks out of that, holding everything. I think, like you said, the fact that Ibushi signed his long-term contract, uh, like when, when New Japan, when Gato gets behind somebody to really get behind them, like they go full throttle, full throttle. I mean, like you saw it with, with Okada, you know, when he came in seemingly out of nowhere to the throne Tanahashi, and they make a guy, like when they make a guy, they make a guy with like emphatically with a statement. And I think, yeah, I think it's going to be, I think Kota is going to walk out of here with the IWG championship and we'll get a G1 Climax rematch. That's my, uh, that's my prediction. And I'm sticking with it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not mad at you for that. Um, Let me give a quick shout out to some of the sponsors here. I am going to write this time down so that way I'm, I'm giving the live stuff of what's happening right here we're gonna insert a break at this point i'm gonna put it right here and then right after that we'll be right back and we're gonna talk about day two of wrestle kingdom so listen to our sponsors
Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Everything Pro Wrestling, it's your boys from the Everything College Basketball Podcast and Facebook group. I'm Josh Burton, letting you all know that if you like the college game, that there's only one spot. To come find all you need to know. Yep, Josh, Peyton, and myself, Tyler. We are the three voices of ECB podcast and Facebook group. Peyton, tell them where they can uh, find us and listen to us at. Well, Tyler, you can find us on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and all other podcast hosting sites. Also, go join our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups like Everything College Basketball. So if you want everything you need to know about the collegiate game or have a passion for it, there's only one spot that you need to check out on a weekly basis or a daily basis with the Facebook group. That's everything college basketball. Now let's get back to Conrad informing you on everything pro wrestling and the workings around it. Brother. All right, Brian. We're going to get back into this. We're still live. And we're going to talk okay. about day two. Um Give a shout out to alleverythingentertainment.com. I've definitely looked over their preview for this, so some of the ideas spotted out may come from them. Uh, Gary Schwetter <laughs> specifically. So, you know, I got to give credit where credit is due for where I read it from. Let's start with night two right away, Brian. Let's talk about Jusha Thunder Liger retirement match. Jusha Thunder Liger and Sano are going to be teaming up. Uh, Fujiwara is going to be in their corner, and they're taking on the team of Takahashi and Ryu Lee. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting that they went with this. Um, I know, yeah. I didn't tell you this earlier, man. You know that Jusha Thunder Liger action figure, bro? I definitely ordered one this morning. I don't know why. I had to, bro. I had to get one. I don't even mess with the action figure game like that, but I'm like, yo, I need one of these. It's going to be worth something one hey, day. Man. It's, uh, it's, it's the holidays. You know, sometimes you just got to treat yourself. You know what I mean? Damn right. Damn right. So I had to get one. I think it'll be worth something one day, though. That's something you can – or I'll give it to my son one day. He can enjoy it. But There you uh, go. Yeah. Dude, the tears in this, bro. We're never going to see Jushin Thunder Liger again. Like, for a year, like two years ago, I probably say I was battling with myself. Do you let someone else, like, recreate the Liger character so that way you have it? Because that mask is badass. And I don't know if it was you who put them in the SmackDown versus Raw games or whatever, but whoever did that, thank you. Because, dude, I used to get so pissed trying to put that in. That was all oh, you? That was me. My man. My man. That Hit that me. like button for Brian just for doing that. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> Damn. But, like, I, I love the dude, man. Uh, and if you guys have never checked out his matches with Sano, I'm going to say it again. Go back and watch that. I think it's in his top five matches, personally, for it. Um, <laughs> Rob said the intern's got to work for that action figure. Come on now. He'll be on the show one day when he can talk. <laughs> so, this is a tribute match, I feel like. It's the past versus the future. Of yeah. everything that's happening, especially with that junior heavyweight division. Because when I hear junior heavyweight division, I think of a couple names, but the top name I think of is Jushin Thunder Liger. Um, 
I think this is going to be a fun tag match. He gets to work it with his greatest rival as well. So it's kind of like rivals tag up and they're going to do their thing in this. Um, but it's on the, the, the young guns. It's I know Liger. Liger ain't going for it, man. He's going to he's going to do the right thing here. And I think we're going to get Takahashi and Ryu Lee getting the victory. The question is, though, Brian, and I'm going to put this on you since you made me go is first again. Do, is is do, who's going to get the pin? No, not even that. Oh, do, oh. do you do an angle with them in this? Because this is probably going to be, they're going to be in the ring with each other. Do you set up something and it, it kind of poo-poos on Liger's moment too? Because you know when Liger gets up, it's going to be all about him. Is there a way for them to do this to where they can uh, do something special with it? But um, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're going the same way, the Young Lions, on this one. But I just wanted to get your thoughts on the match. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm obviously picking Dragon Lee and uh, Takahashi to win this. Um, but as far as like the answer question about like are they going to set up like some angle afterwards, I was I will say no, because I think this match is I don't any other promotion they probably would try to do something like this. But but New Japan being New Japan, I think at the end of this match, you know whoever gets the pinfall on them, like the the winners will quickly kind of roll out of the ring and you know leave the ring to a uh, Liger and you know allow him to you know, bid his proper farewell. But I do think that on the uh with the, the New Year's Dash shows, I do expect that a uh, Dragon Lee and uh Takahashi, like something's gonna happen between them where I mean 'cause I mean it's just, it's they have to feud they have to have a match. Like that's just they have to. I'm, I'm with you. I think that's where the setup comes in, though. It's a perfect, perfect spot for it. And speaking that you brought that up, if you guys go to uh, Twitter and type in the hashtag FightEPW, you can win a chance to watch all this. Night 1, Night 2, and New Year's Dash on your boy. I got one code to give away. You got to follow all the directions. You got to be subscribed to the YouTube channel, obviously. We'll have a review up afterwards. You're going to get some bonus points. You come on in, I might shout you out. But uh, we're going to be giving that away for free. So make sure you guys go to the Twitter, do hashtag fight, F-I-T-E-E-P-W. And you guys can find it and go on in there and try and get this for free. If you've never seen New Japan, I highly recommend it. Conrad, that is so nice of you, brother. Hey, hey, you know, we got to do some good things that happen in the neighborhood. You know. Always, always giving, you know. You know, it comes back, though. I got 1K, man. I got to thank these people. And shout out to NWA, too, for retweeting me. I appreciate them for that, too. Like, thank you for making content for our brand. I thought that was real cool that they did that. I'm like, random retweet from NWA. Thank you. Thank you. Um, oh, nice. And congrats on that. Yes. IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship. We've got Ishimori and uh, I'm going to say ELP, El Phantasmo. Uh, ELP. They're the champs. This is their second defense. They're going up against Rapungi 3K. Show and yo. They always find a way to get on this show, and they're always challenging for the junior tag team titles. Because you know why? Because that's week two. So uh, what, what, what do you think? I think this division's a little bit stronger, but not not that much. Um, I'm putting it uh, on you, yeah. B. Yeah, so you were talking, yeah, I mean, if the, the heavyweight tag division is, is uh, not really giving a lot of attention, Neither is the junior, and it seems like this belt changes hands like every show. <laughs> it really does. This thing just kind of hot potatoes. Let me ask you, how long has uh, Ishimori and El Fantasmo, how long have they held the, uh, the junior heavyweight championships for? Did they just recently get that? No, I, I want to say it was a couple shows back. They've, they've had them for a little bit, but there hasn't really been too much happening with them. Yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, first of all, I think just... Match quality wise, I think this will be a uh, a quick sprint. This is gonna be a barn burner. It's gonna be a lot of just 
nonstop action, which, you know, I like to see out of these uh, junior heavyweights. Um, and, yeah, both teams are really, really dope. Um, I'm not the biggest a fan of uh, Phantasmo. I mean, the guy's good. I mean, everybody in New Japan's good. But uh, I don't know. He just doesn't really do it for me. I, I, I'm actually, I prefer Robbie Eagles uh, to him a little bit. Mm, but yeah, but like you, yeah, man, I, yeah, I, I like Robbie Eagles. Um, but like you said, I mean, showing you, they're, they're, they're constants or have been on these Wrestle Kingdom shows. I mean, usually with the championships going in. Oh, man. I'll, this is Bullet Club. Jeez. Yeah, they won them back I'll in go, June. In June. Okay, all right, then I'll go with Show and Yo. It's about time for the belt, for the titles to switch. You know, I, so I'll I'll say they hot potato back to uh, Rapungi 3K. I'm I'm not mad at you for that. I, I picked the same reason, same exact thing. I went with Rapungi 3K. Show and Yo are good. I like watching them. They're fun to watch. Um, yeah, they're really good. Yeah, I've got I've got nothing bad to say about this one. They're 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 gonna rock. They're gonna do their thing. I'm cool with it. Here's one that I thought was one of the harder matches to predict uh, when I first saw the card announced. Rev Pro British Heavyweight Championship. We got Zack Sabre Jr., the champion. The man will fold you up like a pretzel. He will beat your ass. I promise you. The dude is good. I love watching ZSJ work. Versus Sonata. Me too. So Sonata, I think Sonata's the next big guy. I don't know, though. ZSJ's in this. And to me, ZSJ is Mr. Rev Pro. Like, when Rev Pro comes up, it's like, yeah, he's got the belt, the pop collar. And he knows, like, yeah, it's time to go in and work. I, I don't know what you do in this one. Um, you yeah, can go me back neither. and forth, man. Rev Pro's partnerships have been uh, a treat for a lot of the British fans. They get to see some New Japan Pro Wrestling, and at the same time, uh, talents are traded. You just get to see cool people come in, even from other promotions sometimes, and watch all of this. And then you look at someone like Sonata. Sonata has all the tools to be in that match with all four of the guys who are in the main event right now, I think. Um, he just needs that. He needs the company behind him. I feel like he's in that upper mid card. You just need one more thing to get you over, whether it's a, uh, a battle Royal win or a number one contendership match. And he's done it, but he needs that one more thing. Is the rev pro title big enough for Sonata? Is that just to pacify him? I don't know. What, what, what do you got for this? Well, you're going first. I can't pick right now. Uh, yeah, man, I, I'm I'm terrible when it comes to picking these refro championship <laughs> matches in, on New Japan shows. I always kind of work it in my in my head, you know, a way that the the New Japan guy is going to win, and I'm always wrong. Uh, but I got to stick with tradition, and I'm going to go with with the New Japan guy to uh, to win the championship. I I think Sonata, I think Sonata is going to walk out uh, with this with this title, if for no other reason. And I'm probably, I guess, and I'm sure I'm, I'm making the wrong pick, because I keep hearing about how the uh, the British, you know, wrestling scene is uh, not. They 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 fall on a little bit of hard times. Like they're not drawn as much as they have been. You know, it was just all the talent being scooped up and everything. And if I'm Rev Pro, and if and if that is if there is kind of like a downturn in business in the UK as far as you know non WWE UK related promotions. To have a New Japan performer holding one of their holding their top title, like that's a draw, you know. To be able to say that, oh yeah, we got Sonata in action defending the uh, the British heavyweight title. Um, so I think just based off of that, and I think you know, I, I, 
I, I yeah, I don't think you want to give Sonata. Um, I think Zach Saber Jr. has been protected enough where it's like him losing to Sonata. I think is not going to be. It won't hurt him. Uh, but at the same time, I think if Sonata were to drop this to Zach Saber, I think it probably would like lower his stock a little bit. So based off of that, and the fact that I do think that New Japan has uh, plans for Sonata in their you know you know midterm future, I'm going to go with Sonata uh, taking this win. What I'm you got? With, I'm with you. I got Sonata winning this too. That was my initial thought, but when I started talking, I'm like, man, ZSJ though, bro, you can't really take it off of him because he's their guy. But you could probably tell a great story though too with him maybe being the leader of British wrestling despite going to New Japan, coming back and forth to perform at shows. Um, Sonata needs something, and maybe this could be place. So I feel like Sonata is in that placeholder mode, like how they've had Naito a little bit. Like, here, you're going to go over here, you're going to mess with this for a little bit until we're ready for you, and then we're going to bring you back. Um, yeah, so, I agree. So I let, agree. let him go and do that and uh, change it up. You, you 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 can't go wrong with it. Either guy you can't go wrong with, but uh, Sonata's the pick. Uh, IWG, IWGP United States Championship match. I don't know why it's getting harder to say IWGP. Uh, <laughs> winner between Archer and Moxley versus Juice. Juicy, my boy. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. All right, so I, I picked Archer um, to win night one. So for me, this is a pick between Archer and Juice. And... Ugh. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Archer. I think they I think you know if I'm New Japan I want to have some kind of you know stability uh, with the championship. You know the IWGP United States Championship. Although it's, it's like what's a third singles title. I mean would you would you place this one number three or the never is number three? I, I think this think is over the never just based on looks alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so too. So I think you know just I I don't think that they you know New Japan has any problems like you know. You know, moving that never title back and forth, but I think they do want to have some stability with their top three titles, singles titles. So I'm going to stick with Archer. Um, I think not that I don't, not that there's not a lot of you know that an upside in Juice Robinson, but I think at this point in time, like he's kind of a known commodity, and with Archer, I think you know they're still kind of in that building phase with him. So if based on my 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 night one prediction of him beating Moxley, I can't I can't fathom. Any kind of situation, where if I'm picking that he's going to be Moxley, that he would then come in on night two and lose to Juice Robinson. All respect to Juice Robinson, but uh, yeah, I'm sticking with my boy Archer. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm going to stick with Moxley for the win. I think that if you wanted to tell a story, this might not be the spot to do it in a two two day match. Something could get lost in between all of this. Maybe you have Juice come back at Dominion and finally get the win. Uh, I, I yeah. think they're kind of rushing this a little bit, but. Whatever you get to tell the story, maybe Juice comes with this close. He takes Moxley to the limit, but Moxley gets the win. Uh, I see the Death Rider being the final nail in the coffin for him. Uh, give me Moxley for the win, and like I said, he talked great about New Japan. Keep him over there, man. He's a star over there too. Uh, I really like no, him he over is. there. And I, I, I saw that same uh, the, the Chris Van Fleet interview uh, as you, and uh. Yeah, the one the one thing about that interview that I like is that, you know, I keep hearing, you know, from him, you know, Moxley, uh, Jericho, like I whatever whatever issues that are going on between AEW and New Japan, it's it's more on the straight business side. Cause I don't I mean, from what from everything I've heard, 
Ty, you know, well, like let me, Gato, let me, let me interrupt you real quick. Did you listen to yeah. um, the, what, what what is it called with AEW? We're in the hotel room eating uh, room yeah. service with wrestlers. You Did you listen to that today? I did. I did. Well, me I saw too. it yesterday, I think. Mm. Yeah. yeah I and see. that was, now that, now that was kind of, you know, telling too, because, you know, like they were, yeah, they were openly complaining about some of their experiences they had um, with New Japan management as well as, you know, you know, Kino Omega was talking about some stuff that he didn't agree with from Gato, but uh, yeah, it's it's very it's 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 an interesting situation going on there. Um, I do think there's going to be a, a relationship at some point in time. I just think it makes too much sense, but I think both sides will kind of have to work out their differences. But yeah, we'll see. Stranger things have happened in the wrestling world, like you said. So hold out hope, people. I know the live chat really wanted it to happen before. I saw some people kind of alluding to, well, maybe we could get this matchup eventually. And I would love to see it. We're just going to have to wait and see what happens with it. Uh, let's get into this never open weight championship. Kenta, third title defense coming up here versus uh, Goto. Goto is always in this division. I. No, <laughs> Brian. Brian, let me ask you this: Aren't you tired of people being like in the same brackets? I'm like, let's switch this up, man. Put Goto in the IC. Let Shingo go for the IC. Let's, like, let's switch this a little bit. Yeah, he, he he's kind of been pigeonholed here for what seems like forever. Uh, Ishii too. Like, I, mean, I, I hate that he's always in the never open way. I'm like, let that man live. Let him work. Yeah, that act, I'm, I'm actually more upset about the fact that Ishii is always like perennial never, uh, you know, open weight contender. And I, th- I just think that, you know, the quality of his work, you know, I would love to see him get a couple of, you know, more shots at the Intercontinental, even even the IWGP. I mean, I'm not saying you got to put the strap on him, but I think just, I mean, the, I mean, Ishii is one of my favorites in this entire promotion, and he's constantly putting on fantastic matches, but then not really getting those, you know, uh, you know, he's, he, he's never really elevated or moved that much higher up on the card outside of maybe main eventing during the G1. So, uh, I mean, I, I'm fine, honestly, with, with Goto being in the open weight. I would just like to see Ishii kind of break out of that. And uh, and even hopefully eventually Kenta. Because, you know, I, I love me some Kenta, man. Like, he's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Um, so there's no way in hell I'm picking it. I'm, I'm going to, you know, not pick him to uh, retain his championship. Uh, just based off my, you know, my love of, of, all, of Kenta all caps. I love the dude. So uh, I'm going with Kenta. I just wrote that for you, too, in all caps on your pick. Uh, Same for me. Kenta all the way. Kenta has been amazing. I love his little video promo he did. I don't know if it was for Twitter or Instagram, but it was really dope. Him just talking about how he, last year at this time, I was getting one, maybe two matches a month. Now look at me. I'm the champ. I'm feeling good. I was like, go ahead, man. I'm happy for him. Uh, I think he was highly... Um, not utilized properly. I do feel that Kenta would have gotten the Finn Balor NXT reign. I think that's how everything was supposed to play out. He wins the belt in Japan, but he got injured at the wrong time. Finn's also known in Japan, and Finn took that momentum, and he rode with it. And then Finn had the same thing happen to him with the Universal title. He gets injured, and then his momentum went away. Um, But bringing it back to Kenta, this is his opportunity to shine. I don't think Goto's hurt by this at all. Goto, it seems like he is there to put guys over, in my opinion, at this point. He's uh, good. He's, he's Him and Ishii, like, these guys are just, I want to see them just do different things. And maybe it's just a never open weight championship. Maybe it's just too many belts sometimes. I'm just like, ah, I'm not a fan of this one at points in time. 
Uh, Kenta obviously seems like a really good match, and some people believe this could steal the show this match for day two. You know what? I I, I definitely could see that happening. I mean, I expect this to be a, a, a slugfest, you know, a lot of striking. Um, this is this is going to be nasty. Uh, and usually these uh, these open weight, you know, championship, uh, these title matches are. Um, that's the one thing I do like about this division, you know, is, you know, it's kind of, you get more of the strikers involved in this, whether it's Kenta, Ishii, you know, even Goto, like these, these tend to kind of turn into like just straight up slugfest, which is uh, the shit that I really like. Mm-hmm. And I expect, uh, I expect Kenta to, you know, uh, just put a, put a hurting on old Goto here. And, and uh, we know too, Kenta, shit out of him. go back and watch Kenta and his Noah days, man. I'm telling you, this, yeah. he's nice, bro. Very good. Watch his Ring of Honor the guy stuff that, too. The guy, one of the most copied wrestlers of the early two thousands, going into like you know the late you know two thousand, like between two thousand two to two thousand what like seven eight. I mean every Daniel Bryan, Samoa <laughs> Joe, even. like he was, yeah eleven. I mean CM Punk, like this is he is one of the most copied wrestlers, and for good. I mean, not that not that it was an insult, and they did it just out of respect to him. You know they. You know, he was he was amazing. He still is amazing. I'm glad that he's uh, in a much better situation in New Japan now. One of the best movesets. Uh, let's get to the special singles matches that they have here. So we're going to talk about the toilet bowl first. We have the loser of Abushi and Okada versus the loser of White Naito. So, Brian, I'm going to let you go first. You, you've you stated who you think's winning. You've, you've told your glory story for the end. What is the <laughs> story, though, between the two people you predict not to win, between Okada and Naito? What what do you do with this? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, like I said, these guys, these are two guys that are very familiar with each other. Um, and my – so the big thing is, you know, you know, Naito and Okada, Wrestle Kingdom, you know, Naito has not fared well against him. The fact that this is uh, not for the title – Kind of leads me to believe that, you know, if they wanted to put Naito over Okada in an instance, like this would be that opportunity where he could come out of this, you know, uh, with a win, although the title's not on the line. And depending on how that, that, you know, that match goes on night one, you know, Okada's got an easy out from basically just saying, look, you know, I was in a war on night one. I had to wrestle again night two. We all did. And I wasn't at my best. Naito got me. Uh, and, you know, I'll circle it back and get my, my win at some other time. Um, but I do think that I don't, I don't think Okada needs this. I think this win will do much more for Naito, uh, than Okada. Cause like I said, I mean, Okada's a made man. He really is. I mean, he can suffer losing to Naito, which honestly, that's no, that's no insult. I mean, exactly. he's arguably the second, he's arguably, arguably the second top guy in this company. So I'm predicting that Naito walks away with this one. Mm. Uh, my, battle of the uh, toilet bowl here would be Okada. And I'm trying to say that like respectfully. That's what we used to call it when two teams would lose if you're playing like basketball <laughs> yeah. or football or something. It's, uh, I like Oka- that. I'm going to steal that. The toilet bowl. <laughs> yeah. Okada versus uh, Jay White for me is what it would be. I think you just do a great rematch of the story that's been told. Can Jay White pull off the, the win against Okada? And I think Okada just catches him, hits him with the Rainmaker. It's over. GG, my guy. Uh, see you later, Jay White. And Okada gets the win. That's it. I don't think there's anything else you have to tell. Put on a great match. The story behind it is that they've had their continuous matches against each other. And the story continues between them. They, they, they're always going to be rivals. So you got Jay White going over two in Wrestle Kingdom. Yes. Wow. Wow. I, I, That's I, a bold... I, well, here's... It, 
this goes back to my bullet club breaking up thing. I think that eventually you could break off Jay White from this. And if you really wanted to keep it together, have Kenta take his spot. Kenta's the only person I predicted to win from Bullet Club. There there was thoughts behind this. And if anyone... So let's say Jay White's not the leader. Who would be in charge of Bullet Club? You want to say Tama Tonga, but he's tag team, man. You can't... He can't be in charge. And if his dad wanted to be in charge, I'd let him be in charge. But (laughs) Haku ain't around. I think you go with Kenta to maybe try to fix the... Bullet Club hasn't been as hot ever since... Everyone else left. I'm not going to bring it up right now, but it hasn't been as hot well, with they him haven't. as the leader. No, they they definitely haven't been. Uh, not at all, actually. <laughs> Somebody just said my lines are always in the toilet bowl. <laughs> no comment, my <laughs> friend. No comment. I'm a Bills <laughs> fan, and I'm just able to start talking great. So I'm not saying too much right now about uh, football. Um, you guys want some breaking news real quick? There's a new What's champion up? in WWE. Andrade, 10 minutes ago, just won the United States Championship. So, Andrade beat Rey Mysterio at a live event. I don't know why. Don't know how. We'll find out later. Someone just sent me a picture. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking. I'm like, I know I'm on a holiday, but I'm like, is, it, is today Friday? <laughs> I'm no, like, what day is it? Like, no, it's Thursday. It's live a event. Live event. Crazy. Oh man, maybe Ray's hurt. You, you know what? Malik might have been there because he said he was. Uh, he met a bunch of wrestlers today. He showed me some pictures and stuff. Running into him at in his area, they were doing a show. Oh yeah, he might be. Yeah, maybe. Um, and I'm sorry. Who did you take for yours for the win? You said uh, Nido. I got Nido. Yeah. Okay. Now, sick. I can get to your comment. And I saw you say CM Punk bases move on the set of Kenta. I I agree with that. I I listen. You know I'm a CM Punk fan. Absolutely, and he definitely took a lot of those moves. So did uh, Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan, whatever you want yeah. to call him. Absolutely. Uh, Kenta, Kenta's a G. Um, yeah, sorry, Elijah. All I saw was WTFO shoot in the chat. Yeah. Let's get into this match, though. But before we do, I want to read your comments, Six. Six said that I've always said if AEW does something with New Japan Pro Wrestling for TNT, like a cross promotion, it's over, bro. Dot, dot, dot. It's over. Um, he, he's recently fallen out of love with wrestling, with the WWE brand, the video games. Sorry, Brian. Uh, he's just, he's been turned off hey, by hey, everything. Hey, 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 hey. I, I had nothing to do with that 2K20 shit. <laughs> so it's okay. I had nothing to do with that. So he, he's been dejected from WWE, but AEW is something he's been interested in. He's been in all the live reviews, talking about it. He seems like he's a fan of it. So I'm glad that your love for wrestling has been restored. And speaking of that, this could be the match that opens the gates. The ace, Hiroshi Tanahashi, uh, one of the men who brought New Japan up to where it is at this point versus the pain maker, Chris Jericho. Uh, it's the ace versus the goat, as I like to call it. Uh, Tanahashi stopped Jericho from brutalizing Okada. Now, Tanahashi is slowing down a little bit in the ring. He's not what he once was, but he's still great. And he will go in there and uh, tell his story for what he has to and Y2J Star Power is going to really help Tan. I think it's going to help both of them. I think they really help each other. Jericho's in-ring stuff is not like it used to be, but he is a vicious person. He knows all the little things to do that keep you interested in the match to not notice that, man, Jericho's not moving like he used to when he was uh, over here years ago. He's not the same Jericho at this point. Um, this could be a really good, good match. Though. And Tanahashi. Go ahead. Oh no no I'm sorry I was just saying I mean yeah he's not the same Jericho I mean he's like 49 years old I think I think he's pivoted 
uh, the way that he should have, you know? I mean, yeah, his, he, he's not as graceful as he was, but I don't think that makes him any less skillful of a wrestler. That's all I just wanted to say that. 100%. Um, I just wanted to add this last part in because we're kicking it to you first. Tanahashi said that he would love to challenge Chris Jericho for the AEW Championship. I like it. Yeah. I think I think this when he said that, that started to give me hope. And I, I could just see Tony like, I don't care what y'all said. We might we might have to go talk to them because I like Tanahashi. And I don't know how big of a Japanese wrestling fan Tony Khan is, but this could open the gates, I think. Uh, Tanahashi's the perfect person to do this with. It's the ace versus the goat, B. Who you got? Yeah, you know, prior, you know, before Tanahashi made that statement, I thought I had my pick set, but that when he when he announced that, that kind of got me rethinking this whole thing. But at the same time, I think I think the talent in both of these companies are openly talking to not everybody, but I mean, like I think they're trying to put a little bit of pressure behind you know management to get something worked out. Um, I don't think anybody in management told Tanahashi to make that statement. I think he said that just because of who he is and the fact, I mean, who's going to tell him not to say whatever? It's like, no, it's like if I beat Jericho, I want a shot. So I think it's them trying to, you know, put a little pressure on these both sides to kind of get something going together. Um, Or at least that's my hope. He just signed, too. He's got nothing to lose. He just signed another contract. Like, yeah, I say whatever I want. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I read read that. Um, I, I, man... This is really this is really interesting to me because this is probably in terms of like picking a uh, like who's going over. This is the most intriguing because it's hard not to think about the politics behind this shit. The fact that Jericho is still the AEW, you know, <laughs> world champion. And you're thinking like, does management want to bury AEW for what they did, so they're going to make Moxley and Jericho pay for this, or do they want to keep them there because they like them and they want to work in Japan when they can? Yeah, well, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I think, you know, like I said, Jericho's, like, him and Gato, like, they have, like, they're friends. You know what I mean? Like, they, I mean, Dave, Jericho has talked on his podcast and, like, in interviews and stuff about, you know, how close, like, you know, they are from, you know, when Jericho was, you know, working in Japan, you know, way back in the day. And they um, wrestled at so, Halloween Havoc 98? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't think, I, I, I mean, Jericho wouldn't be here on this event if he thought he couldn't trust the people that were booking this or whatever. So I, I, I'm going with Jericho to win this. Uh, if for nothing else, then I don't like if, if, if he loses to Tanahashi for me, I just, you know, him losing like, well, what's the hook for him to keep coming back to new Japan? Not that they couldn't find something, but I think in order to kind of keep him strong in this promotion that he, you know, frequents, Every now and again, I think him winning, and especially against you know someone of a Tanahashi's you know stature, uh, is just an easier way to keep him connected to the promotion, and it gives him bragging rights uh, moving forward. Because I mean, he hasn't; he's got kind of a shitty you know win loss record, honestly, right? Like who he lost to Okada, he beat Evil. He but lost. The, but I feel like some of those were like the powder puff wins too. Like just you beat evil, you look stronger. You beat this guy right. now, you look stronger. And I mean, he beat uh, who did he beat for the Intercontinental title? Naito. He got a win over Naito. Naito. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think. I think. I, and and I, and I will say this, man. Like in Japan, like 
they love Vince and Chris Jericho, dog. Like, he is over, like, a motherfucker. I've been in the arena when they played, like, uh, man, it was a couple years ago, and they played, like, his thing on the, uh, the Titantron, the fact that he was coming in. And, like, they really loved You were at Jericho. that show? Yeah. Holy shit. That would have been dope to see. I did, When that happened, nobody was expecting that. That was so masterfully done. No, I, yeah. I wasn't. I was like, what the hell? Like, you... I was like, I mean, the, it was the last thing I, you know, I mean, obviously I was thinking of anybody was thinking of, and but but for me the thing that that got to me was just like, yeah, just how much people really just love this guy, even even as you know this this heel that this, this pain maker character that he's playing. So uh, I yeah I I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go with Jericho just because I don't want to overthink it too much. I I kind of feel I already have, because uh, again I think Tanahashi loses nothing by losing to Chris Jericho and. Like I said, I mean, if anything, it, it gives him bragging rights. I mean, he can talk his shit about how he beat their ace and all this, that, and the other. And maybe even build up to a uh, – they can make a series out of this season. Oh, you know? Yeah, he's going to sell some shirts too, like the ace crusher. He'll do something smart with it. Jericho's a genius. Yeah. He'll sell some he's T-shirts. It, it, it'll work yeah. out in the end for it. And I think that this could open that door if someone talks to Jericho. Like I said, good things can come from this. I'm picking Jericho, too, because he's only got a few more years in. If you want to keep him strong and build to those matches like Okada Jericho, or if you want to do Jericho versus Sonata eventually, whatever you want to put him in. You can book a bunch of different things. You have to have him stay strong. So this is a good win for him. And um, we talked about it. This this will be the main event. Who is the champ champ? This is the Hogan Warrior WrestleMania six. Um, IWGP. Hopefully a little better than that, huh? I said hopefully a little, little better. You know, I love that match. I think that's one of Hogan's top five best matches. Honestly, I really think that. I, I kid just because I, I hate Hulk Hogan, but me too. <laughs> yeah, me you're too. Right. I was cheering for Warrior as a kid to win that match. <laughs> um, so the winner becomes the champ champ. IWGP World Heavyweight Champ, Intercontinental Champ. This is going to be a really cool moment. I'm happy that they did this for Night 1, Night 2. It added so much intrigue to it when they announced this. I was like, okay, I can get behind this. I'm willing to try this out. So, Brian Pick basically made his pick. Do you want to add anything else to that? Uh, No, only that. I think Ibushi walks out of this holding the top two you know, singles championships. And uh, it's going to be just a, I think it's just going to be a fantastic close to this two-day event. And I think it's going to be an, an incredible match. Um, like I said, so I picked, you know, Jay White and Ibushi. I think as good as their G1 finals match, you know, was, I think this has the potential to even top that. So I'm expecting, you know, great things from this main event and, I mean, what better way to close this out than to have, you know, Kofi Bushi, you know, holding both those titles up. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be some confetti coming down. Like, the crowd's going to be... You're going to see this Japanese crowd lose their shit, which is like we were talking about earlier. It's not something that's really happened too much in these recent main events of these uh, Wrestle Kingdom shows. But I wouldn't be surprised if this audience ends up kind of, you know, looking like a uh, an American audience, <laughs> you know, like an AEW crowd. They're going to be so hyped. Because as much as I was saying that they love them some Chris Jericho, I mean, Kofi Ibushi is, uh, like, he's he's the main man over there. And I think the fan, especially the fans of Japan, they want this. They have been dying for this. And I think they're going to get it. Uh, I am See, this is weird. We went two different routes with it. Like, Brian had his pick, and I have Ibushi in the finals for me, but it'll be Ibushi 
versus uh, Naito for me. And I think you just tell a great story. And just when you think Naito hasn't won, Kota Ibushi gets the victory, pulls out the W. I just see him holding up both belts. Like you said, I see the confetti coming down. I don't care if it's gold, blue and gold, blue, white and gold. It's coming down from the rafters. He's got up both belts like, I beat you. You got the belt from me. I took this one from you, and I'm the man now. That's why I signed that contract. Booyah. Kota Ibushi is the man, and he gets the victory here. Um, I don't think you can go bad, though, with any way you want to write this story. Like I said, you could tell so many different stories with this, with Okada, that Okada finally reigns top supreme, and he's the man who's going to knock him off the pedestal. Jay White, the stupid punk who got to both belts, and what are we going to do? Are we in trouble again with the Bullet Club? You could tell the Kota Ibushi story that we both just told. You could tell the Naito story that people have been dying to see the ending to. That he's been disrespecting the Intercontinental title for so long and people want to see it. You can't go wrong with this show. Wrestle Kingdom is looking to be tremendous in my opinion. Can I can I throw out one uh, uh, kind of a prediction that I have for the end of this show, this main event as well? Go ahead. Um I think that as the confetti is falling and as he's celebrating, I mean, Kota Bush is great when he celebrates. Like you got I me, mean, the emotions all over his face. He's got both those titles. I think Kenny Omega walks out at the end to celebrate with him. I don't know, V. If that happens, I'll lose it. I'll lose it as soon as that happens. I'll I go think, crazy. I think Kenny Omega is going to come out. He's going to he's going to you know celebrate Kota his win, and I think that's how this this two day extravaganza of wrestling is going to end and then let let all the other uh will they or won't they aew new japan that's just going to ratchet up even more yeah so i'm predicting that right here and now remember it folks time stamp it 155 my man brian said that he thinks kenny omega comes out and the will they won't they between aew and new japan continues um brian i was you know what yep. tell the people where they could find you first uh, what, like my home address? No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> we, we do not no, want I'm, that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm fucking around, I'm fucking around. No, uh, I'm on Twitter, uh, at TrueBWill, T-R-U-B-W-I-L-L. Look for the, uh, the pencil sketch of a nerdy looking black dude. Um, and, uh, and yeah, you know, I'm, you know, still working at Ukes. Got some stuff that we're working on, some stuff that hopefully the wrestling community, uh, can get behind. Uh, if things go according to plan, it's something I've been working on for the for a long time now. So I was hoping to have, to have some some news uh, before the end of the year, but you know the holidays gets in the way of things. But I got my fingers crossed for some some good stuff ahead. Um, and that's it. I mean, I'm on Instagram, but I don't really go there too much. Just you can find me on Twitter. I'll tweet some stuff every now and again. Hey, have you seen Star Wars? I have not Book seen the new Star Wars yet. Okay, I won't say anything. <laughs> I'm I'm still just on the Disney Plus kick. I just saw the Irishman. I'm behind, man. Baby, baby puts you behind. <laughs> yeah. Hey, how was uh, Conrad Junior? Right. Yes. Yes. He's good. Yeah, how was intern oh, interns in the room filing paperwork right now, keeping things smooth. Just make sure no one says that they're gonna choke out the intern. Someone didn't know the one time, and they came in here and said, "You want me to choke out the intern?" I'm like, "No, no, no, no." <laughs> My wife listens to this show sometimes. What are you doing, man? What are you doing? <laughs> but um, no, he's good right now. He's been happy. He had a good Christmas. So things are good. 
Um, I wanted to get into maybe some Q and A's with some people. I might let a couple questions sneak in if you got time for it. We, I'll give them a couple minutes. You down? Yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, to hear the rest of the Q&A for this episode of Everything Pro Wrestling, it'll be uploaded as a separate bonus episode. I didn't want to make it too long for you guys, but I'm truly thankful to have Brian Williams on the show. And we're going to have some music to take us out, but thank you guys so much for listening to Everything Pro Wrestling. Peace. Well, well.